Hare Krishna. Welcome to episode 18 of Sri Shupanishad series and today's topic is Mantra 17, the second last mantra of Sri Shupanishad. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Jnanati Mirandhasya Jnananjana Salakaya Chakshurun Militam Yenatasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Shri Chaitanya Manobhishtam Sthapitam Yenabhutale Swayam Rupahakadamahyam Dadatisva Padantikam Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Yutapadakamalam Shri Gurun Vaishnavamscha Shri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Raghunathan Mitam Tam Sajivam Sadvaitam Savadhutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakhan Mitamscha He Krishna Karuna Sindho Dinabandho Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostute Tapta Kanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Vrishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Vanchakalpatarubhyascha Kripa Sindhubhya Evacha Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namon Namaha Nama Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prashthaya Bhutale Srimate Bhakti Vedanta Swaminiti Namine Namaste Saraswati Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvishesha Sunyavadi Paschatya Deshatarine Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shri Vasadi Gaurabhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Thank you very much. This is Isha Upanishad series, episode 18 and verse number 17, mantra 17. <coughs> So the word to word as in here and then line to line, line by line here. So first word to word, please repeat after me. Vayuhu Anilam Amritam Atha Idam Bhasmantam Shariram Om Krato Smara Kritam Smara Krato Smara Kritam Smara <coughs> Vayuranilam Amritam Athedam Bhasmantam Shariram Om Krato Smara Kritam Smara Krato Smara Kritam Smara Vayuranilam Amritam Athedam Bhasmantam Shariram Om Kratosmara Kritam Smara Kratosmara Kritam Smara Translation and purport by His Divine Grace A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Shila Prabhupada Ki Jaya Translation Let this temporary body be burned to ashes 
and let the air of life be merged with the totality of air. Now, O my Lord, please remember all my sacrifices and because you are the ultimate beneficiary, please remember all that I have done for you. So, Vayu, Vayu means air, the air of life, Pranavayu. Then, Anilam means the total reservoir of air. Because there is so much air in our body, which is, you know, just like um, in, the, in, a, in an engine in the car, there are pistons, you know, there is all kinds of, you know, throttle and all these things. There is the exhaust air, then there is the intake air, and then there is the pistons, you know, which also move by this, um, what is it called? Uh, pneumatics. Pneumatics, I think, you know, where the, the pressure of the air moves the things. So, in this way, our body also has um, all the functions of our body are because of the movements of the air inside. So, in the Ayurveda, there are three dhatu. The body is um, constructed of three dhatu. Of course, there are eight material elements, but in judging the health of the person, is usually, these three dhatu are mainly um, analyzed and if there is an imbalance in one of the one of them then that is the cause of the disease now the three dhatu are kapha pitta vayu so kapha means mucus and pitta means bile and vayu means air so air the air of life uh, is very important part so later we will see in the purport more and we have some references as well we will go through all that so at the uh, just like in a in a pot of course the mayavadis use this example for another um, another in another way in a in a misleading way but ghatakash patakash that means there is air within the pot if you enclose the pot there is air within and there is air without the totality of air you know, atmosphere but then when the pot is broken then the inside air mixes with the outside air. But <laughs> the Mayavadis use, use this example, they use a, that example here for this verse that let the air in, the, in, the, in, my, in me, my life air, mix with the totality of air and then they cite this example of Ghatakas Patakas. So that means that air inside the pot and the air outside becomes one. So, in that way, they think the soul, the Brahma, mixes with the Parabrahma and become Advaitam. Now, we become one with the Lord. That is totally misleading example. But actually, the air of life, uh, Vayu, it is not, we are not Vayu. No, we are, we are spirit soul. We are never, um, we are never, um, what is that, merge or we cannot, Nainam Chindanti Shastrani, right? In the second chapter, 23rd verse. Nainam Chindanti means the soul can never be cut into pieces. They think that the, the Parabrahma has become cut up into pieces and all of us are pieces. And then now we that the, the thing that is covering us or separating us from the, the totality of Parabrahma is that this encagement of the body. And therefore, this body subtle and gross have to be given up and then we will become one merged with the Parabrahma. But that does not, that does not hold because Nainam Chindanti Shastrani 
the soul can never be cut into pieces so it is not you know joining and cutting and this, this does not happen so the soul we are all natve vaham jatunasam natvam neme janadhipaha nachaivana bhavishyama sarve vayamatah param second chapter 12th verse of bhagavad gita we have this never was there a time when i did not exist krishna is saying this nor you nor all these kings nor in the future shall any of us cease to be cease to be i mean there, there will there is never going to be a time when our individuality is finished no we are always in the past we have been individuals now we, we are individuals and in the future we will continue to be individuals it is never that we mix so all these statements um point against the advaita philosophy so we should never misinterpret these things so let this temporary body be burned to ashes athedam bhasmantam atha idam this shariram this body bhasmantam uh, bhasma means ashes antam means um going i mean ending with being ashes that means the end of this body is either three things ashes earth or stool if it is you know buried then it will become earth and if it is burnt it will become ashes and if it is you know like the like the parsis they cut open the body and you know the all their flesh and everything they offer it up to the birds and animals and then vultures and all the the dogs and hogs hyenas all these kinds of animals they come and eat the remnants of the body so either way uh, either way our body is going to be end i mean reaching its end in either of these three states so usually it is done by uh, in the in the cultural i mean in the vedic culture it is usually burnt only very great uh, acharyas and devotees they are um, their bodies are put in samadhi and they are not burnt so vayur anilam amritam indestructible now let this temporary body uh, be burned to ashes and let the air of life vayu be merged with the totality of air anilam now oh my lord uh, please remember all my sacrifices om krato smara kritam smara krato means enjoyer of all sacrifices smara and kritam all that has been done by me you are the ultimate beneficiary please remember all that i have done for you so repeated twice om krato smara kritam smara krato smara kritam smara so that is the prayer so this is this verse actually signifies the art of dying how we should actually leave this material world and that is explained here with complete meditation on the lord and giving up all sense of attachments uh, completely and only remembering the lord and great devotees they have passed away like this haridas thakur bhishma dev i mean parikshit maharaj so many examples are there and they've all passed away like this even the pandavas all were meditating on the supreme lord so all great devotees they leave 
this material world thinking of the supreme lord so there is this two things i mean how we pass away so death is basically an exam of life just like the exam comes at the end of um, a period like say <clears throat> after the end of the year there are the exams and then in the exams one's performance is is um, dependent on how much he has prepared throughout his year how much he has prepared and similarly our life's examination called death also depends our performance in that depends on how much we have prepared during this life so um if i don't prepare the entire year and right at the end of the <clears throat> year just prior to the examinations if i try to cram up i won't really understand things as they are and that kind of preparation is not adequate at all <clears throat> so that is totally out of the question if one wants to do at the end of life then that is not a proper way to prepare some people say that oh this uh, spiritual life is you know yeah you know after you retire you know you can start bhagavad gita and you know all this reading and chanting and all these things but no first of all we don't even have guarantee when until when we are going to live and even if we do live until 70 80 or whatever at that time we don't know what our condition is going to be therefore in the mukundamala stotra king kulashekar alwar he prays like this 33rd verse of the mukundamala stotra krishna tvadiya pada pankaja panjarantam adyaivame vishatumana sarajahamsa प्राणप्रयाण समये कफवात पित्तै कंठावरोधन विधौ स्मरणं कुतस्ते ओ लॉर्ड कृष्ण एट दिस मोमेंट लेट द रॉयल स्वॉन ऑफ माय माइंड एंटर द टैंगल्ड स्टेम्स ऑफ द लोटस ऑफ योर फीट सो ही वाज एक्चुअली अ वेरी यूथफुल किंग सो इन हिज यूथ ही मेंशन दिस ही वाज थिंकिंग लाइक दिस ही रोड दिस श्लोक एट दिस मोमेंट लेट this royal swan of my mind enter the tangled stems of the lotus of your feet how will it be possible for me to remember you at the time of death when my throat will be choked up with mucus bile and air so now i am able to think of you i do not know how i am going to think of you at the time of death now my body and mind are in sound condition but when everything is deranged you know out of order then how can i think of you when my throat will be all choked up with mucus and you know air and you know uh, bile and everything is out of order at that time kapavata pittai you know kapavata pittai all these three dhatu that are that my body is made of everything will be in disorder at that time how can i think of you so let me die now so this is how a devotee is praying and this was actually prabhupada's favorite verse and every morning when he woke up um, he first used to chant this this shloka every day so in the bhagavad gita the death pass or fail that is explained in the uh, chapter 8 text 5 and 6 we'll go to 5 8.5 hmm there is a definite lag in the video Hmm. Okay, let's see. 
अंतकाले चमेवस्मरन्मुक्वा कलेवरम यति संशय And whoever at the end of his life quits his body, remembering me alone, at once attains my nature. Of this there is no doubt. That means if we remember Krishna at the time of death, we are going back to him. And that is pass. We have passed the examination of death if we can do this. And yam yam vapismaran bhavam tyajatyante kalevaram tam tam evaiti kaunteya sadatat bhava bhavitaha. Whatever state of being one remembers when he quits his body, O son of Kunti, that state he will attain without fail. So, if we don't remember Krishna, whatever else we remember, that state we will attain in our next life. So, it is very important what happens at that point of quitting this body. So, for that moment to be successful, our entire life is the preparation for that defining moment. Let me know if this is unwatchable because you know terrible lag then we will have to switch the computer to the other one Let me know how the audio and video are sounding and looking and we can take it from there The process of changing one's nature at the critical moment of death is here explained A person who at the end of his life quits his body thinking of Krishna attains the transcendental nature of the supreme lord but it is not true that a person who thinks of something other than Krishna attains the same transcendental state Vijay Sharma Prabhu says all okay from UK okay that's good let me know the others because for me it looks like it's lagging good wow that's strange okay <clears throat> so whatever i mean yeah you yeah slight lag in the video but audio is okay okay the process of changing one's nature at the critical moment of death is explained so a person who at the end of life thinks of krishna he goes to the transcendental nature of the lord but if one does not remember krishna then he does not achieve the same state all right thank you everybody so i think it's It's fine so far, but there is a lag in the video. Yeah, better change the computer if possible before it gets worse. <laughs> hmm. Let's see. Let's see how it goes. This is a point we should note very carefully. How can one die in the proper state of mind? Maharaj Bharat, although a great personality, thought of a deer at the end of his life, and so in his next life he was transferred into the body of a deer. Although a deer although as a deer he remembered his past activities he had to accept that animal body of course one's thought during the course of one's life accumulate uh, to influence one's thought at the moment of death this is very important one's thoughts during the course of life one's life accumulate to influence one's thoughts at the time at the moment of death because uh, it is oh we cannot say that oh at the moment of death we have to remember krishna right all right let me wait until then so that doesn't work like that it depends on how we practice our entire life so our krishna um, prabhupad said krishna consciousness movement means to mold our life in such a way that 24 hours we are remembering krishna 
So if in one's present life, one lives in the mode of goodness and always thinks of Krishna, it is possible for one to remember Krishna at the end of one's life. That will help one be transferred to the transcendental nature of Krishna. If one is transcendentally absorbed in Krishna's service, then his next body will be transcendental, spiritual, not material. See, if one is transcendentally absorbed in Krishna's service all throughout his life, then the next life is guaranteed spiritual body in the in the association of the Lord and not material. Therefore, the chanting of Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Hare Hare is the best process for successfully changing one's state of being at the end of one's life. Where are we even? Oh, this is 8-6. So, this is the 8-5. Okay. So, this is the thing that is very important that we have to uh, mold our life all whatever we have been constantly thinking that is what is uh, very important so now we are preparing death now for, for death now because if you don't start preparing now at the end of at the end of life I mean just imagine just a headache or a fever how much it disturbs our equilibrium and we cannot even chant properly you know nothing works and if only a headache and a fever can put us so far away from our spiritual consciousness. What to speak of death when it is like hundred times or a thousand times more, I mean worse. So that's why we have to be very uh, alert and start now. And start now means, Prahlad Maharaj says in the Bhagavatam, Kaumara Chitpragnya Dharma Bhagavataniha. At five years old we must start. Not that, oh, uh, you know, five years old, you know, he doesn't know anything and he's just a child. Yeah, then why we send them to school? We are so eager to impart them material education at the age of three and sending them to what? Play schools and from the age of two. So, why we think that, you know, they have no brains to accept the spiritual way of life at the age of five? Actually, they can. And if they are molded in that, such a way from the very young age, then they can be saved. The temporary material body is certainly a foreign dress. This is the purport. The Bhagavad Gita 2.20 clearly says that after the destruction of the material body, the living entity is not annihilated, nor does he lose his identity. What is that? Najayate mriyate vakadachin nayam bhutva bhavitavana bhuta ajo nitya shashvatoyam purano nahanyate hanyamane sharire Okay, we will see the translation. For the soul, there is neither birth, death at any time. He, he, he has not come into being, does not come into being and will not come into being. He is unborn, eternal, ever-existing and primeval. He is not slain when the body is slain. I think it is a little bit differently translated in the original one. But neither past nor in the present and future, uh, he, he it is not that he will be created at a certain point of time and he will, he will die at a certain point of time. No. He is always there and he will always continue to be. The living entity is not annihilated nor does he lose his identity. The identity of the living entity is never impersonal or formless. On the contrary, it is the material dress that is formless and that takes a shape according to the form of the indestructible person. This is very important. We think that the soul is formless, God is formless, 
the our body has form but actually no actually no our body does not have form uh, it is formless actually how why why do we say that because just like a cloth now the tailor stitches uh, a suit according to the size of the or shape of the person now that cloth has no shape otherwise it can be folded in any shape right but then he stitches it according to the shape of the person so that means this ingredients that this body is made of the eight ingredients bhumi rapa analo vayur kham mano buddhir evacha ahankara so these eight uh, ingredients they only cover the soul and the soul has form and therefore this dress has form now this shirt has a shape when a person wears it but when a person does not wear it the shirt is just like formless right this is a piece of cloth and it can be folded and wrinkled and you know put in the washing machine and you know, like you can do anything with it but when is a person is wearing it then it has a form so similarly this body is like that it's a dress so the body is actually formless and the person is actually form so that's we said on the contrary it is a material dress that is formless and takes a shape according to the form of the indestructible person we are indestructible no living entity is originally formless as is wrongly thought by those with a poor fund of knowledge this mantra verifies the fact that the living entity exists after an, after the annihilation of the material body if one thinks that we are finished at the end of the material body that is andhatamisra as we have seen yesterday in the 3.20.18 purport shrimad bhagavatam so there is andhatamisra and one who thinks one can become one with the lord eh? you know ghatakas patakas they are tamisra and one who thinks there is no soul that is tamas so these are the layers of ignorance this mantra verifies the fact that the living entity exists after the annihilation of the material body in the material world material nature displays wonderful workmanship by creating varieties of bodies for the living beings according to their propensities for sense gratification the living entity who wants to taste stool is given a material body that is quite suitable for eating stool that of a hog similarly one who wants to eat the flesh and blood of other animals may be given a tiger's body equipped with suitable teeth and claws but the human being is not meant for eating flesh nor does he have any desire to taste stool even in the most aboriginal state human teeth are so made that they can chew and cut fruit and vegetables although there are two canine teeth so that primitive humans can eat flesh if they so desire and even talking about eating flesh we can't really eat you know raw flesh like the animals do like the tiger even then they cook our teeth our our whole the digestive juices it's not made for meat at all and even the length of our intestines it quickly rots meat quickly rots and it creates it creates toxins and therefore the carnivores they have very short uh, small intestine whereas we have very long small intestine double the size of the carnivores therefore the, these people get colon cancer because of the the things i mean the the meat being stuck in the intestines for so long to pass they have all kinds of problems you know gut problems so but in any case the material bodies of all animals and men are foreign to the living entity they change according to the living entity's desire for sense gratification 
so our bodies just like karanam guna sangosya sadasad yoni janmasu so this is explained they change according to the living entity's desire of sense gratification so our desire sangat sanjayate kama according to our association we develop our desires and according to our desires that accumulate over a lifetime then those desires influence our thoughts at the time of death and therefore due to that thought we will get our next body now you will see the importance you know if we reconstruct it back the association uh, it's association that we have in this life what is we not talking about just um, you know just association of people association of everything our food our our habits our people of course and then what we read what we hear all these things influence our thoughts and all those aggregate of thoughts influence our thought at the time of death and that will take us to the next body so sangat sanjayate kama according to our sanga we develop a desire kama so therefore association is very important whom do whom we associate actually it is said even in english that a man is known by his company by the company he keeps and some people say a man is uh, an average of the five closest people around him um, so something like that so all this means the same thing that according to our association we develop our qualities and that determines who we are purusha prakriti sthohi bhungte prakriti jan gunan karanam guna sangosya sada sadyoni janmasu living entity in the material nature does follows the ways of life enjoying the three modes of nature this is due to his association with that material nature thus he meets with good and evil among various species so in this way we are transmigrating from one body to another according to our association with the modes of nature in the cycle of evolution living entity changes bodies one after another when the world was full of water the living entity took on took an aquatic form then he passed to vegetable life from vegetable life to worm life from worm life to bird life from bird life to animal life and from animal life to to the human form the highest developed form is this human form where it is when it is possessed of a full sense of spiritual knowledge the highest development of one spiritual sense is described in this mantra one should give the material body which will be turned to ashes and allow the air of life to merge into the eternal reservoir of air the living beings activities are performed within the body through the movements of different kinds of air known in known in summary as pranavayu now let's go to this you see this is in the vishnu puran padma puran also stated no oh, is vishnu puran okay so in the vishnu puran this is explained जलजानवलक्षाणी स्थावरालक्षवि 3 million varieties 
and there are 400,000 human species. Some of these species uh, may exist on one planet and not on another, but in any case, within all the planets, universe and even the sun, there are living entities. So, this is the verdict of the Vedic literatures. So, these are the species and that's why this today is the order. You see, he passed from what? Aquatic form, Jalaja, Navalakshani. This is the, that's why this order has come about. If you did not know yet, this is the order that is that, from the Vishnu Puran. So, in another place it is said, Ashitim Chaturaschaiva Lakshantan Jivajatishu Brahmadbhir Purusha Purna um, what is that? Manusham Janma Pariyayat Tadapya Bhalatam Jataha Tesham Atmabhimaninam Varakana Manashritya Govinda Charanadvayam. So, after transmigrating through 8 million, 4, I mean 8.4 million species of life, having come to this human form of life, if we do not take shelter of the lotus feet of Govinda, we are fools. Varakana means fools. The highest developed form is this human life and it is possessed of a full sense of spiritual knowledge. That is why it is highest. You may say, why is the human life the highest? Of course, above humans there are even higher grades of humans. But human, among all the 400,000 species, all even demigods are included in that. So, so, from the human form, it is all, everybody is open to this. One has access to this spiritual way of life. Because until then, if you if we see in other ways, the animals are better than humans. So why is it said that human is better than animals? Is because of this one thing that we have spiritual sense where the animals don't have. The elephant has strength which is you know incomparable. We we, we can't even match. And the lion, tiger, they have far more strength, speed, you know, agility. And e- the eagle, the eyes that the eagle has is you know unmatched. From eight miles above, he can see a dead rat, you know. It's like when you are on the highest, you know, place in the aeroplane, when you are flying at 36,000 feet, the eagle goes even higher than that. 36,000 feet is about 12, 12 kilometers above the ground. But then he goes 8 miles means about 13 kilometers above the ground. He can spot a dead rat. What can we see from the aeroplane? We can't see anything, you know. So, that mu- so in many ways, the animals are much more advanced. How, why is it said human is advanced? You may, it, it should have been said, you know, they are advanced in this way, they are advanced in this way, human advanced in this way. No, human is advanced because in the spiritual sense, that is actually what matters, not the material strength. The highest development of one's spiritual sense is described in this mantra. One should give a material body which will be turned to ashes and allow the air of life to merge into the eternal reservoir of air. Hmm. Now, that merging of the air into the eternal reservoir of air is more explicitly mentioned from now. It is uh, more description is mentioned here. The living beings activities are performed within the body through the movements of different kinds of air known in summary as Pranavayu. The yogis generally study how to control the airs of the body. The soul is supposed to rise from one circle of air to another until it rises to the Brahmarandha, the highest circle. From that point, the perfect yogi can transfer himself to any planet he likes. This, the, the process is to give up one material body and then enter into another. But the highest perfection of such change is 
occurs only when living entity is able to give up the material body altogether as suggested in this mantra and enter into the spiritual atmosphere. There he can develop a completely different type of body, a spiritual body which never has to meet death or change. Now, therefore the yogis, they become expert at controlling the air. That's why the pranayama is there. It starts from there. And then the air of life, the, 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 they, you know, from one circle of life to another. So in this way they, um, until the brahmarandra which is right at the top of the head. And from there the yogi, the soul bursts out. So, in the circle, in that, the soul is floating. Although it cannot be carried by air, it doesn't have anything, um, any impediment in this world. But still, because of its false ego, it is trapped or it is carried by the life air, pranavayu. But then, this pranavayu is, is, a, is, a, is, a, is a general description of the air. But the, actually, there are many different movements of the air within our body. And we will just go into that. Yes, prana, pana, vyanodana, samana, correct. So, there is even more than that. Now, in the Srimad Bhagavatam Kanto 3, chapter 6, verse 9, Srila Prabhupada explains here. Actually, I was born in this so-called, I mean, Brahmin family. So, we, we, I was initiated into this, uh, I, I got one thread of course, it was all ritualistic. Not, there was no uh, spiritual significance in that. That's the smarter way. So, when I was a small boy, when I was a 10-year-old boy, I got this, you know, so-called thread. It's supposed to be sacred, but it is only sacred if you actually do the ritual duties. But if you don't, it's not really sacred. So, um, so I wore the thread and, you know, each time we before we eat, you know, we have to say, you know, it's called aupasana. Um, uh, so, we used to say this prayer and there we used to mention prana, apana, vyana, udana, samana. So, prana, apana, vyana, udana, samana. So, these are the five life airs, main life airs and there are more than that. We will see now. In this purport, it is mentioned here. Movements of the body are first generated from the heart. And all the activities of the body are made possible by the senses, powered by the ten kinds of air within the body. See this? Huh? Movements of the body are first generated from the heart. And that's where the soul is, the super soul is. And all the activities of the body are made possible by the senses. Powered by the ten kinds of air within the body. The ten kinds of air are described as follows. The main, the main air passing through the nose in breathing is called prana. The air passed through the rectum as evacuated bodily air is called apana. The air which adjusts the foodstuff within the stomach and which sometimes sounds as belching is called samana. You know, we, can, we call it burp. You know, that is samana. The air which passes through the throat and the stoppage of which constitutes suffocation is called udana. And the total air which circulates throughout the entire body is called vyana air. So, the movements of the body are first generated from the heart and all the activities of the body are made possible by the senses powered by the ten kinds of air within the body. The ten kinds of air are described as follows. The main, the main air passing through the nose is in breathing is called prana. The air which passes through the rectum as evacuated bodily air is called apana. The air which adjusts the foodstuff within the stomach and which sometimes sounds as belching is called samana. 
the air which passes through the throat and the stoppage of which constitutes suffocation is called the udana air and the total air which circulates throughout the entire body is called the vyana air subtler than these five airs there are others also that which facilitates the opening of the eyes mouth etc is called naga air the air which increases appetite is called krikara air the air which helps contraction is called kurma air the air which helps relaxation by opening the mouth wide as in yawning is called devadatta air and the air which helps sustenance is called dhananja air see especially the one which increases appetite is called krikara air i think that sounds like you know when the stomach is making growling noises krikara krikara <laughs> so um where we Okay, here. So all these airs are generated from the center of the heart, which is one only. This central energy is superior energy of the Lord, who is seated within the heart with the soul of the body, who acts under the guidance of the Lord. So this is possible because of the soul and especially the presence of the super soul. It's like the driver of the car and then the engineer of the car. So the driver can only make use of the car and you know get where he wants to but then the he doesn't he is not necessarily aware of all the intricacies of the machinery of the car for example me i don't know what is going on in the car at all in the engine i mean i know a little bit here and there but if something breaks down i just have to call uh, the the <laughs> the the service what is that towing service that's it i don't know how it is working so but i can drive so a driver necessarily not necessarily knows what is how the car is constructed but the supreme lord he is the engineer of the car uh, through the, of course his agency the material world so that um, so his guidance is always there he is actually providing for us let's go back so the soul is supposed to rise from one circle of air to another another until it rises to the brahmarandra the highest circle from that point a perfect yogi can transfer himself to any planet he likes the process is to give up one material body and then enter into another so the yogis can even go to the moon planet or the sun planet or any planet within this universe but then the subtle body goes with the soul and takes on another gross body in that planet so that is not exactly uh, desirable because it's still a, it's still a birth in this material world and krishna has said abrahma bhuvana loka punaravartino arjuna mamupetyatu kaunteya punarjanmana vidyate 8.16 of bhagavad gita from the highest planet in the material world down to the lowest all are places of misery where repeated birth and death take place but one who attains to my abode or son of kunti never takes birth again so every planet in this material world is full of misery so wherever we go it's not really worth it so but the better process more effective process is by krishna consciousness there is no need of even thinking about mechanically transferring the you know the soul from one circle of air to another another this is not required uh, one can 
just by Krishna consciousness depend not on his own yogic strength but on the strength of the Yogeshwar Krishna and by Krishna's mercy he will deliver and bring him back to the um, spiritual world. But the highest perfection, okay, we have read this. Um, yes, but the highest perfection of such change occurs only when the living entity is able to give up the material body altogether as suggested in this mantra. Not just this material body, but completely material life altogether. When, you give up, when we give up this material body, our subtle body is still with us. The same subtle body, mind, intelligence and ego, is carried to our next gross body, next gross body, next gross body. So we are having the same subtle body, the mind, intelligence and false ego all throughout our material existence. Irrespective of all the different kinds of uh, gross bodies we have. And that's why sometimes we uh, think of or dream of certain things which we have never seen in this lifetime. So that's because the mind which has been our constant companion through many millions of lifetimes has these memories, these bubbles of memory which just come up. And we experience them in, either in dreams or in some kind of, you know, uh, deja vu kind of um, instances. So these are the kind of experiences, are, they happen because of uh, memories from infinite past. So when even that is given up, even that subtle body is given up, then one becomes liberated. You see, the highest, the success is that after to give up the, all the material body altogether as suggested in this mantra and enter into the spiritual atmosphere where he can develop a completely different type of body, a spiritual body which never has to meet death or change. So that is perfection. And that is what is um, explained in this today's verse. Vayur anilam amritam, let my air of life become mixed with the totality of air. You know, it's, you know, no more this air of life carrying me to another, you know, gross body somewhere else. No. Completely, that means liberation from matter. That is what it is referring to. <coughs> Here in this material world, the material nature forces the living entity to change his body due to his different desires for sense gratification. These desires are represented in the various species of life from germs to the most perfected material bodies those of Brahma and the demigods. All of these living entities have bodies composed of matter in different shapes. The intelligent man sees oneness not in the variety of bodies but in the spiritual identity. Now, this is so important, especially today. Why? Because there is this movement now, the Black Lives Matter. And they are trying to like establish equality between blacks and whites and I mean whites and all the colored people. But you know what? No matter how much they talk about it, it is going to fail. It will never come to pass because they are trying to unite on the bodily platform. You cannot, you cannot um, say that we are all equal. It is, it is not equal, right? Because their culture is different, their skin color is different, and you know, the, you know, everything is different. But the equality is that we are soul on that platform. Yes, everybody is equal. But if, it, if they try to make artificially equal black and white or colored or animals and humans, this is not possible. That's why although they will fight for black lives matter, they don't care for whether animal lives matter or not. 
So, this is the thing. The intelligent man sees oneness not in the variety of bodies but in the spiritual identity. Hmm. So, this is explained in the Bhagavad Gita 5.18 Vidya Vinaya Sampanne Brahman Ega Vihastini Shuni Chaivasva Pakecha Panditaha Samadarshinaha the humble sages, by virtue of true knowledge, see with equal vision a learned and a gentle brahmana, a cow, an elephant, a dog and a dog eater. And they see this because of the presence of the soul within and not of the body at all. The spiritual spark, which is part and parcel of the Supreme Lord, is the same whether he is in the body of a hog or the body of a demigod. Okay, before we go any further, I just want to check if everything is alright. Yeah, everything seems to be alright. But you know, there's a one-third drop in the attendance because of that, because of the change of the live stream. 15 people have become less. That's sad. Okay. Anyway. The spiritual spark which is part and parcel of the Supreme Lord is the same whether he is in the body of a hog or the body of a demigod. The living entity takes on different bodies according to his pious and vicious activities. The human body is highly developed and has full consciousness. According to the Bhagavad Gita 7.19, the most perfect man surrenders unto the Lord after many many lifetimes of culturing knowledge. The culture of knowledge reaches perfection only when the knower comes to the point of surrendering unto the Supreme Lord Vasudeva. So what is the 7.19? Very famous verse. Bahu nam janma namante jnanavan maam prapadyate vasudeva sarvamiti samahatma sudurlabhaha. After many births and deaths, he who is actually in knowledge surrenders unto me, knowing me to be the cause of all causes and all that is. Such a great soul is very rare. The culture of knowledge reaches perfection only when we surrender to the Supreme Lord. Otherwise, even after attaining attaining knowledge of one's spiritual identity, if one does not come to the point of knowing that the living entities are eternal parts and parcels of the whole, and can never become the whole, one has to fall down into the material atmosphere. And that's that's what we have learnt in the Ishopanishad Mantra 12. Andham tamah pravishanti yesam bhutim mupasate tato bhuya ivate tamo yausam bhutyam So if we don't come to the point of surrendering to the lotus feet of Krishna, the form of the Lord, we will again fall down. Every risk of falling down. Indeed, one must fall down even if he has become one with the Brahma Jyoti. See, one must fall down. As we have learned from previous mantras, the Brahma Jyoti emanating from the transcendental body of the Lord is full of spiritual sparks that are individual entities with the full sense of existence. Sometimes these living entities want to enjoy their senses and therefore they are placed in the material world to become false lords under the dictation of the senses. The desire for lordship is the material disease of the living being. This is our this is our real disease. The desire for lordship 
is the material disease of the living being for under the spell of sense enjoyment he transmigrates through the various bodies manifested in the material world kamam hridrogam this is explained in the 10th canto of bhagavatam that our our real disease is the disease of the heart and that is called kamam the desire for sense gratification uh, kamam not only means sex desire but also the desire for sense gratification any sense gratification of which sex is the, sex is the highest so if you don't know the verse we will take out the verse vikreditam brajavadhubir idam cha vishnu 10.33.39 Vikriditam Vrajavadhu Biridham Cha Idham Cha Vishnoho Shraddhan Vitonu Shrunu Yadathavarna Yedhyaham Bhaktim Param Bhagavati Pratilabhya Kamam Hridrogam Ashvapahinotya Chirena Dheeraham Kamam Hridrogam Anyone who faithfully hears or describes the Lord's playful affairs with the young gopis of Vrindavan will attain the Lord's pure devotional service. Thus, he will quickly become sober and conquer lust, the disease of the heart. Lust is the disease of the heart. So, lust, what is lust? Not just um, sex. So, any sense gratification is karma. Um, Atmendriya, I think 4.165 if I am not wrong. 4.165 let's see yes so chaitanya charitamrita adalila chapter 4 text 165 atmendriya priti vancha tare bali kam krishnendriya priti icha dhare prem naam the desire to gratify one's own senses is karma lust but the desire to please the senses of lord krishna is prema love so kamam hridrogam the desire to gratify one's own senses is the disease of our heart is a real disease And that is this verse. For under the spell of sense enjoyment, he transmigrates through the various bodies manifested in the material world. Becoming one with the Brahma Jyoti does not represent mature knowledge. Only by surrendering unto the Supreme Lord completely and developing one's sense of spiritual service does one reach the highest, highest professional stage. In this mantra, the living entity prays to enter the spiritual kingdom of God after relinquishing his material body and material air. The devotee prays to the Lord to remember his activities and the sacrifices he has performed before his material body is turned into ashes. He makes this prayer at the time of death with full consciousness of his past deeds and of the ultimate goal. One who is completely under the rule of material nature remembers the heinous activities he performed during the existence of his material body and consequently he gets another material body after death. You see, one who is completely under the rule of material nature remembers the heinous activities he performed during the existence of his material body. So this is what happens at the time of death. One is made to remember all the wrong things he has done, especially as he is going to the Yamaraj. Uh, He is made to remember all the things that he has done. And consequently, he gets another material body after death. The Bhagavad Gita 8.6 confirms this truth. Yam yam vapismaran bhavam tyajatyante kalevaram tam tam evaiti kaunteya sadatad bhava bhavitaham. 
Whatever state of being one remembers when he quits his body, O son of Kunti, that state he will attain without fail. Thus, the mind carries the living entity's propensities into the next life. You see, that means the mind also goes with the living entity. And the mind carries the living entity's propensities. And we get the next gross body. Unlike the simple animals who have no developed mind, the dying human being can remember the activities of his life like dreams at night. Therefore, his mind remains surcharged with material desires and consequently he cannot enter into the spiritual kingdom with a spiritual body. The devotees, however, develop a sense of love for Godhead by practicing devotional service to the Lord. Even if at the time of death a devotee does not remember his service to the Lord, the Lord does not forget him. This prayer is given to remind the Lord of the devotee's sacrifices, but even if there is no such reminder, the Lord does not forget the service rendered by his pure devotee. And in this context, there is a very nice verse in the Varaha Puran. What happens to a devotee who has practiced Krishna consciousness his entire life, but at the end of life, somehow he did not remember Krishna? What happens to him? So there in the Varaha Purana, the Lord himself says, Yadi Vatadi Doshena Madbhakto Nachamam Smaret Aham Smarami Madbhakto Nayami Paramagatim. He says that this is so merciful, the Lord is so merciful that Yadi Vatadi Doshena, because of Vata, Kapapitta Vata, um, you know, because of the disarrangement of air in the body, if for you know, Vata Adi, Vata, Kapa, Pitta, Vata Adi means etc. So, because of some, you know, disarrangement in the body, if he cannot remember, if my devotee cannot remember me at the time of death, yadi vatadi doshena, madbhaktaha nachamam smaret, he cannot remember me, aham smarami madbhakto, I will remember him, and nayami paramagatim, I will come and take him back. And also, Ramanujacharya, he went to Varadaraj Perumal temple in Tamil Nadu. There is this nice, beautiful, beautiful deity. So, very big. So, in that temple, he asked the Lord, what happens if, you know, same question, what happens if a devotee cannot remember, cannot remember you at the time of death? And the Lord tells him that, the deity actually spoke to the to Ramanujacharya, that <clears throat> I will forcibly incarnate myself in the mind of my devotee and I will take him back. So, that is how much the Lord is, you know, um, merciful that even if we fail, what to speak? Here, there, it, twice it is asked, Om Kratosmara Kratam Smara Kratosmara Kratam Smara. Please remember my sacrifices, please remember my sacrifices. And even if we don't, even if we don't pray for, pray for that, the Lord is so kind that He will remember the sacrifices. Even if we, we forget the Lord, because of our lifelong you know, service, he will remember. That is how much, if we perform any service. you know, <laughs> If I did not do anything my whole life, then if I say to the Lord in the end of the life, Om Krato Smara Kratam Smara, please remember all that I have done. Yeah, he will remember all that you have not done for him. Right? So, <laughs> we have to do something. Otherwise, we can't even pray like this at the end of our life. Right? So, we have to positively, go. first of all, Acharya Pasana. If our devotional service is all around the place without even taking shelter of Acharya, we haven't even started on the spiritual journey yet. It's not even started. It's all, you know, um, not authorized. Only when we take shelter of an Acharya, Acharya Pasanam, then our real devotional service starts. 
when we surrender to the instructions of the Acharya, that's when it starts and by and take initiation from him. That's when, that's when it is starting. So, because that is initiation means that is a start. Some people think, you know, some devotees have this um, weird understanding. Prabhu, I want initiation. I want, I want this initiation. I want second initiation. Don't worry about so, too much about the initiation. If you are sincere about the service, initiation will come. Yeah. We have to be very sincere with our service. And service, how? How do we serve? Yes, chanting 16 rounds following the four principles. That's not enough. Yes, that is starting. But then it should lead to other things. Uh, our 24 hours, we have to think of Krishna. We should not be just satisfied with the baseline. Okay, I am chanting 16 rounds and following some four principles. Uh, namesake, mechanical, whatever it is, I am following. No, that is not, that is not, that will not help us. All these rules are there. Why? Smartavya satatam vishnur vismartavyo najatu chit sarva vidhini shedhasyur etayore vakinkaraha. That is the real purpose. Always remember Krishna, never forget him. All the rest of the rules of the Vedas are meant to bring us to these two things only. So, we should not be satisfied. You know, there, are, there is um, somebody, you know, I don't know who said this. So, there is a nice, it was said very nicely. That we should always be satisfied with whatever material wealth we have. And, you know, we should be content. We should be, you know, not too greedy. About material wealth, about, you know, um, all these material acquisitions, right? But we should never be content with our seva, with our chanting, with our Krishna consciousness, we should, with our reading, with our hearing, we should never be content. We should always be thinking that I am not doing anything. I should do more. I should do more. So this way I should always think. We should never be content. Oh, I am doing a fine, you know. I am fine. I am chanting 16 on following four principles, not eating meat. You know. No, that's not enough. We have to progress further and further and further. Take up more responsibility, take up service. Work under the guidance of devotees who are actually following Prabhupada properly. In the missionary spirit, ours is missionary spirit. We are not into, you know, comfortably sitting at home and, you know, um, just, you know, eating prasadam. That's not our movement. Our movement is Prabhupada showed by example. At the age of 70, he went. He could have comfortably stayed in Vrindavan, right? He is already a pure devotee and he is already in the best place in the world and he is in the Radha Dhamada temple, Rupa Goswami's, you know, uh, no, I mean, Jiva Goswami's temple, I mean, nothing, no, no need of going out from there, right? But why? Why he left the whole thing and took so much inconvenience? That too at the age of 70. And we are one third his age and we are comfortably sitting. Why? So, we should think like this. If Prabhupada was just happy chanting and following the four principles, the preaching will go. In fact, it will not continue. Even that 16 round and 4 regulatory principles will not continue if we are not in the mood of preaching. Preaching is very important. That is the life. Otherwise, Prabhupada said, how long you can artificially go on belling? You know, ringing the bell and you know, doing puja and you know, hari bol, hari bol and singing only. No, we have to preach. We have to get into the mode of preaching. Yeah. Get out and distribute books and you know, uh, expand the movement. To open more temples, make more devotees, train them up, uh, get them initiated by the spiritual master, Srila Prabhupada. And these are the things, this is the real preaching. We have to be in the fire of the preaching, in the middle of the fire. Uh, otherwise, we will just be a, you know, we will never be serious. Uh, 
and that kind of half-baked devotional service is not will not get us very far actually. That's why it is said, Bahu, what is that? Bahu janma kare jodi shravana kirtan tabutana paaya Krishna pade premadhan. Even for millions of life, if we chant, we will never get the love of Godhead. We will still be in the material world. Why Krishna said, oh no, Krishna said no, he will come at the end of life and take me back. How can you say that millions of life he will chanting and chanting and it's not making advancement. That is for a devotee who is continuously engaged. Uh, We cannot uh, demand that from Krishna. That is his mercy upon a devotee who is sent person engaged sincerely all throughout his life. But if we are not, our sincerity is not there, then he will put us back into this material world. Okay, you become more sincere. Next life, next life. If, if it takes thousand lives to become sincere, okay, you stay here thousand of life, Krishna will say. So that is how, we, it, is, it, depend on, it depends on us, not on Krishna, when we will go back. Yes, Krishna of course will pick us up. If Krishna has to pick us up, we cannot go on our own. But he will only pick us up when we are ready. Without being ready, how can we demand to be picked up? Right? So that is very important. Om Krato Smara Kritam Smara means I have to do some Krato. Ah, Kritam, sorry. I have to do some Kritam. If there is no, no Sukrita, Sukrita, Sukriti, sorry. If there is no Sukriti, especially not material Sukriti, spiritual Sukriti, uh, serving the devotees, serving under the guidance of devotees, serving Krishna, that is real service. And then, yes, the Lord will remember. Mm. <clears throat> the Lord clearly describes his intimate relationship with his devotees in the Bhagavad Gita. Actually, very nice explanation is given below now. The Lord clearly describes his intimate relationship with his devotees in Bhagavad Gita 9, chapter 30 through 34th verses. Even if one commits the most abominable action, if he is engaged in devotional service, he is to be considered saintly because he is properly situated in his determination. Now, no, this is spoken by Krishna. But these kind of verses are also being quoted in support of the gurus in Iskon now. They are saying, oh, even if he commits the most abominable activity, whether it be even, you know, uh, homosexuality or pedophile, and these things happen, by the way. These things happen in the name of Iskon. Child abuse and all these things happen. Unnecessary, I mean, obnoxious things happen. Abominable things. But... Here, sometimes they quoted this to support that. I have met uh, people who quoted these verses. This verse. If one commits the most abominable action, if he is engaged in devotional service, he is to be considered saintly. So, Prabhu, you have to consider them saint. You know, they may be abominable actions or whatever, they are saintly. So, of course, in the purport of that verse also, Prabhupada mentions that a devotee should not take advantage of this. You know, line and commit all sorts of abominable activities. Prabhupada said, in this verse, Prabhupada quotes Bhaktivinoda Thakur's explanation of this. So, let's read. Very nice explanation. So, even if one commits the most abominable action, if he is engaged in devotional service, he is to be considered saintly because he is properly situated in his determination. He quickly becomes righteous and attains lasting peace. O son of Kunti, declare it boldly that my devotee never perishes. O son of Pritha, those who take shelter in me, though they be of lower birth, women... Vaishyas as well as Shudras can attain the supreme destination. How much more this is so of the righteous Brahmanas, the devotees and the saintly kings. Therefore, having come to this temporary miserable world, engage in loving service unto me. Engage your mind always in thinking of me, become my devotee, offer obeisances to me and worship me. 
being completely absorbed in me, surely you will come to me. So, Krishna explains in, in these five verses how we can, we can come to him. Even if we are situated in the most abominable activity, how to come to him. So, this is actually all this, this part is the translation of those five verses as it is. Now, Srila Bhaktivinu Thakur explains these verses in this way. One should regard a devotee of Krishna to be on the right path of the saints. Even though such a devotee may seem to be Sudurachara, a person of loose character. One should try to understand the real purport of the word Sudurachara. A conditioned soul has to act for double functions, namely for the maintenance of the body and again for self-realization. Social status, mental development, cleanliness, austerity, nourishment and the struggle for existence are all for the maintenance of the body. The self-realization part of one's activities is executed in one's occupation as a devotee of the Lord and one performs actions in that connection also. So, you understand now? A devotee has to do some activities to maintain his body and then he has to engage in devotional service to, you know, further his spiritual life. So, he has to perform these double functions, you know. One must perform these two different functions along parallel lines because a conditioned soul cannot give up the maintenance of his body. Now, of course, those who are full-time, they have no other material occupations. But many, most majority of the people are not like that. You know, most of you are working and then also trying to practice spiritual life. So, this is explained here. Because a conditioned soul cannot give up the maintenance of his body. The proportion of activities for maintenance of the body decreases, however, in proportion to the increase in devotional service. Now, this is important. The proportion of activities of, for maintenance of the body decreases, however, in proportion to the increase in devotional service. The more we engage in devotional service, the lesser we will engage in the activities for maintenance of the body. That's why the six Goswamis, You see, they, the six Goswamis were, you know, in their material life, they were big, big, you know, big men in society, very reputable men. It's not that they are coming from some beggar loafer classes. No, they are all, you know, very exalted, rich and government officers, exalted Brahmana families, all the kind of category. And they gave up. Tyaktva Thurnamaseshamandalapatim Shrenim Sada Tuchava. They gave up as if it's nonsense. It's like, you know, some rubbish. They gave up. And what they did? Bhutva Dinaganeshakao Karunaya Kaupina Kanthashrata. They have reduced their material activities for the maintenance of the body to such an extent that from wearing royal robes in the government offices of the kings at that time, and Raghunadas Goswami was his father, he said like Indra, he's as rich as Indra. It is said that rich. So they have given up. All that they have given up. And they're wearing only Kaupina Kanthashritao, just one loincloth. That's it. They have minimized their bodily activities to such an extent. From royal robes to just a loincloth. For what? Bhutva Dina Ganesha Kaukarunaya. For the benefit of others. They have minimized their everything, all material. So their spiritual activities can be increased. Not only for their own benefit, for their own advancement of spiritual life. No, but for the Bhutva Dina Ganesha Kaukarunaya. All the fallen souls of this age. For their benefit. They have taken up 
the culture of Krishna consciousness. Hmm. So, therefore, it is said the proportion of activities for maintenance of the body decreases in proportion to the increase in devotional service. But it is not immediately possible, right? Uh, for many, it is not immediately possible. As long as the proportion of devotional service does not come to the right point, there is a chance for an occasional exhibition of worldliness. Now, when we start, you know, we, we are. You know, especially if one does not have a family, it is better not to get into it. Hmm? Better remain a brahmachari. But if one does get into a family, then one is uh, preoccupied with so many material activities for the maintenance of the body and family. Now, one has to reduce that and increase the devotional service. It's just like in a, in a, in a cup. If, if there is nothing there, that means there is air there. There is air inside the cup. It is full with air. Now, if you for, if you pour the water into it, one-fourth, that means one-fourth is water, three-fourths is air. The air is reducing as uh, in proportion to the increase of the water. And if there is half water, then half air. And then three-fourth water, one-fourth air. Ninety percent water, ten percent air. Hundred percent water, no air. So, similarly, our life also, materialistic, now we are full, fully preoccupied with materialistic activities for maintenance of the body. Now we have to start first chanting and you know, and even deity worship, uh, householders is very important deity worship. So then, as we go more and more into this spiritual activity, our material activity decreases. First, our desire for material activity decreases. We don't like being anymore in the materialistic way of life. And then slowly, you know, we will try to minimize, try to minimize, try to minimize. So, it is said that as long as the proportion of the devotional service does not come to the right point, there is a chance for an occasional exhibition of worldliness. So, sometimes when you are not so, you know, we are trying, but when, you know, we are not come to the point yet, so we may exhibit certain, you know, because of our past habits, some exhibition of worldliness, attachment for material life or something may be shown by a devotee. Maybe his attraction for cinema songs. Maybe on Facebook he will share, you know, this uh, this cinema is, you know, this song is good. Something. For example, I'm just telling. Now, of course, if if, if a full-time devotee does that, it's rubbish, right? He should not be doing that. But a person who is trying to, you know, become a devotee, when he does something like this, it should not be. Oh, what is this? You know, fully materially attached. What is this? You know, come on. No, he has to be told. You know, he has to be trained. So, just because he has done something wrong doesn't mean he is absolutely rubbish. No, he is trying but he is still not there yet, you know. So, therefore, there is a chance for an occasional exhibition of worldliness. But it should be noted that such worldliness cannot continue for long because by the grace of the Lord, such imperfections will come to an end very shortly. Because as the water is increasing, the air is decreasing in the cup. So, similarly, as the material, as the spiritual life is increasing more and more, one is filled, one's time is filled with spiritual uh, life, that means remembrance of Krishna and engagement in his service, the more and more one is moving away from materialistic activities, thoughts and desires, all these things. So, soon it will come to a zero, nil. Of course, in this material world, there has to be some maintenance of the body to the minimum. It cannot be nil completely. So, to the absolute minimum. Kama senendriya priti labho jiveta yavata jivasya tattva jignyasa nartho yascheha karma bhi. 1.2.10 Srimad Bhagavatam Life's desire should never be directed towards sense gratification. One should desire only a healthy life or self-preservation. Since a human being is meant for inquiry about the absolute truth, nothing else should be the goal of one's works. 
So suppose if one has extra um, uh, money, income, so he has to use only what is necessary. So this is how a householder must train himself. So he must use only what is necessary for himself, for maintenance. And the rest he should give up to the Krishna consciousness cause. So in that way, once uh, for any, any extra that we have, more than what we need, that is a blessing in the way that we can use it in Krishna's service. So that way it becomes uh, a blessing. But if we use that for increasing our luxury, then oh, that is that is cause of our entanglement in this material world. Therefore, the path of devotional service is the only right path. If one is on the right path, even an occasional occurrence of worldliness does not hamper one in the advancement of self-realization. So, in this context, that occasional occurrence of worldliness is translated as Sudurachara. Even if it, even if that occurrence of worldliness may be quite bad, but he is sincerely trying and coming to the point of the right amount of devotional service. That's why you see, Bhaktivinoda Thakur says, as long as the proportion of devotional service does not come to the right point. So, if the gurus are falling down and they say this verse, that means if the guru's proportion of devotional service has not come to the right point, that means how can they be gurus? So, guru means he is uttamadhikari. He is not just, just the right point, it is way above. It is completely pure devotional service. He is not harmed, he is not at all... You know, there is no question of karma coming into his mind even. Nakama karma bijanam. That is explained in the Bhagavatam. Nakama karma bijanam yasya chetasi sambhavaha vasudevaika nilaya savai bhagavatottamaha. Bhagavatottama means the highest first class devotee. One who has taken exclusive shelter of the Supreme Lord, Vasudeva, becomes free from fruitive activities which are based on material lust. In fact, one who has taken shelter of the lotus feet of the Lord is freed from even the desire to enjoy material sense gratification. Plans for, se- plans for enjoying sex life, social prestige and money cannot develop within his mind. Thus, he is considered Bhagavatottama, a pure devotee of the Lord on the highest platform. So, na kama karma bijanam. You know what is the, the seeds... You know, you know the material hankerings. Bija means seed. You know, na kama karma bija nam yasya chetasya sambhava. Na na kama. So the kama karma bija, karma bija, kama bija. That means the seed of sense gratification, the slight thought, you know, of sense gratification, and the slight thought of doing some materialistic work. That, that even that is not there. Not just he does not do it physically, but even the thought of it, the seed of it is not there. Not just the manifestation of it, even the seed is not there. That is Bhagavatottama. So, here Bhaktivinoda Thakur says, if the proportion of devotional service does not come to the right point, there is a chance for an occasional exhibition of worldliness. So that means he is not yet as even a second class platform. Because even at second class platform, he has already come to the right proportion of devotional service where he will never fall down. Even a second class devotee will not fall down. That is explained in the ninth chapter, third verse purport of Bhagavad Gita. So second and first class devotees won't fall down. Only third class devotees fall down. So now if they are falling down, means the third class they cannot be Uttamadhikari, Kanishtadhikari. So again, not just to 
you know point at them but even we have to point at ourselves also so how have my have where is my proportion of devotional service how much am i materially uh, engaging my time and how much am i engaging my time spiritually so i have to increase all the way not just to point fingers at others we are pointing because there is a gross deviation that happened and prabhupada's instructions are being compromised so it is important to note that but at the same time we have to ourselves um advance our own spiritual life also which also entails not taking shelter of um these cheaters in the name of gurus the facilities of devotional service are denied the impersonalists because they are attached to the brahma jyoti feature of the lord now even a devotee if he sometimes you know does something wrong the lord forgives him actually there is a nice verse we will go there <coughs> two verses first we will go here 11542 of shrimad bhagavatam स्वपादमूलं भजतः प्रियस्य त्यक्त्यान्यभावस्य हरिः परेशः विकर्मयच्चोत्पतितं कथञ्चिद् धुनोति सर्वं हृदि सन्निविष्टः वन हु हैज दस गिवन अप ऑल अदर एंगेजमेंट्स एंड हैज टेकन फुल शेल्टर एट द लोटस फीट ऑफ हरि द सुप्रीम पर्सनालिटी ऑफ गॉड हेड इज वेरी डियर टू द लॉर्ड इंडीड इफ सच अ सरेंडर्ड सोल एक्सीडेंटली कमिट्स सम सिनफुल एक्टिविटी the supreme personality of godhead who is seek, seated within everyone's heart immediately takes away the reaction to such sin accidentally if you do not deliberately accidentally hmm. another verse is also there hmm. is antilila chaitanya charitamrita chapter 1 text 108 पश्यति सीरियसली Indeed, if his servant renders some small service, the Lord accepts it as being very great. Even if an envious person blasphemes the Lord, the Lord never manifests anger against him. Such are his great qualities. And he showed that even Putana, who came with a, such a horrible motive of killing him, still he gave her the uh, position of mother. And all the demons who were envious of him and tried to kill him, he killed them and gave them liberation. So that is his, you know, good qualities. what to speak of devotee even if he is implicated in a you see the word is exactly this bhrityasya pashyati guruna pinaparadhan guruna pi very great offense bhrityasya of the servant that means of the devotee of the lord if he sees that he is implicated in a very great offense see आविष्करोति 
manifest specially issue on the enemies uh, you see Pishunesho of the enemies api nabhyasu yam no envy towards them shilena by gentle behavior nirmala matehi clean I mean pure minded purushottamas purushottamoyam very beautiful verse it's actually taken from uh, Bhaktira Samrata Sindhu by Rupa Goswami so going back but although these facilities are there for devotees here it is said the facilities of devotional service what are the facilities of devotional service yes association of devotees and all but even at the cost if one falls down and commits something great even then one is protected by the lord but that kind of protection is not available for the um, those who are attached to brahma jyoti you know like you know just like when a product comes there is a warranty even if something breaks or something within that time period you, know, you are you can replace it so that warranty that guarantee is there by the lord for devotional service but if we buy some you know product which is like you know china made you know like you know, some some what is that uh, counterfeit product that does not have any you know uh, warranty or guarantee so the real thing so real spiritual life means to become devotee even this brahma jyoti and paramatma vadi they are also not complete yet they also don't have the protection of the lord but devotee has protection of the lord so the facilities of devotional service are denied the impersonalness because they are attached to the brahma jyoti feature of the lord as suggested in the previous mantras they cannot penetrate the brahma jyoti because they do not believe in the personality of godhead their business is mostly word jugglery and mental speculation consequently the impersonalists pursue a fruitless labor as confirmed in the 12th chapter of the bhagavad gita 12.5 let's see kleshodhikatarastesham avyakta sakta chetasam avyaktahe gatir dukham dehavadbir avapyate for those whose minds are attached to the unmanifested impersonal feature of the supreme advancement is very troublesome to make progress in that discipline is always difficult for those who are embodied there are more verses to in this context <coughs> 10. Dot, what 14.4 shreya shritim bhakti mudasya te vibho klishanti ye kevala bodha labdhaye tesham asau kleshala eva shishyate nanyad yathasthula tushavaghati nam my dear lord devotional service unto you is the best path for self realization if someone gives up that path and engages in the cultivation of speculative knowledge he will simply undergo a troublesome process and will not achieve his resu- desired result as a person who beats an empty husk of wheat cannot get grain one who simply speculates cannot achieve self realization his only gain is trouble another verse is also there 11.11.18 11.11.18 11.11.18 11.11.18 11.11.18 11.11.18 11.11.18 11.11.18 11.11.18 11.11.18 11.11.18 11.11.18 11.11.18 11.11.18 11.11.18 11.11.18 11.11.18 11.11.18 11.11.18 11.11.18 11.11.18 11.11.18 11.11.18 11.11.18 11.11.18 11.11.18 11.11.18 11.11.18 11.11.18 11.11.18 11.11.18 11.11.18 11.11.18 11.11.18 11.11.18 11.11.18 11.11.18 11.11.18 11.11.18 11.11.
So this is the impersonalist path. There is no tangible result in that, in them. All the facilities suggested in this mantra can be easily obtained by constant contact with the personal feature of the absolute truth. Even that facility where if when the devotee does not remember at the time of death Krishna, but then Krishna remembers him and takes him back, that facility is also there for the devotee. So the devotee is protected even in this life when he commits something wrong accidentally and also at the time of death when he, you know he may forget to remember Krishna. You know? So, both ways, he's, you know, throughout, all the way, that's why Krishna said, uh, um, Name Bhakta Pranashyati Kshipram Bhavati Dharmatma Shashvachantam Nigachyati Kaunteya Pratijanehi Name Bhakta Pranashyati He quickly becomes righteous and attains lasting peace. O son of Kunti, declare it boldly that my devotee never perishes. Because he will always take care of him. Because the Lord considers our small service as very great. As we have understood the other day, we have read in the other lecture that even if one, even if one becomes such a great preacher as to, you know, as, uh, I mean, if he becomes such a great preacher that he delivers the entire universe by his preaching. Entire, all the planets of the universe, all souls of the universe are completely delivered by his preaching. Even then it is nothing because one universe is like one mustard seed in a bag of mustard seeds. So for the Lord, even if we do great work, such great work, actually it is nothing for the Lord. Even if our whole universe is. And sometimes we get puffed up because oh, we made one devotee, you know, we brought one devotee to the temple. Prabhu, I, I, I brought him, you know. I was the one who brought this person, you see there, uh, I brought him. <laughs> so, so, we think we have done something great by bringing one person. But even if the whole universe is delivered by, you know, anybody, still the Lord for them. That's why Vasudev Datta, Vasudev Datta, he said to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, you know, you please, you know, transfer all the sins to everybody to me, of all the people to me, and I will suffer for their sins for many millions and trillions or whatever years. Let them go back. I can't see them suffering. Then Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, what is the use of even if all the people have gone here, from here? Uh, how does that matter? How does it make a difference? Because only one mustard seed is now going to be missed in the bag of mustard seeds. Almost makes no difference, absolutely. So, don't worry about all these things. You, you know, you just... But he appreciated that quality of, you know, Paradukha Dukhi of Vasudeva Datta. So, a, a, a real preacher is actually always uh, thinking of others' welfare. Not about how he should be praised because of his so-called service to the Lord. No. <clears throat> so, that kind of devotee, Krishna will personally take him. Where were we? Okay, go back to the verse. All the facilities, yeah, is, con uh, is possible for the devotee. Devotional service to the Lord consists essentially of nine transcendental activities. One, hearing about the Lord. Two, glorifying the Lord. Three, remembering the Lord. Four, serving the Lord. Feet of the Lord. Five, worshipping the Lord. 6. Offering prayers to the Lord. 7. Serving the Lord. 8. Enjoying friendly association with the Lord. and 9. Surrendering everything unto the Lord. 
These nine principles of devotional service taken all together or one by one help a devotee remain constantly in touch with God. This is how we have to increase our devotional service. That with all these in all these ways we have to serve the Lord. In this way, at the end of life, it is easy for the devotee to remember the Lord. By adopting only one of these principles, one of these nine principles, the following renowned devotees of the Lord were made to achieve the highest perfection. Okay, before we go there, these nine forms of devotional service, where it is mentioned, of course, many of you know, but there may be some who may not know. 7.5.23. You should remember all these things. This is Prahlad Maharaj's prayers, I mean, uh, instructions. See how many times it is quoted, so important. Alright, here. Shravanam Kirtanam Vishnu Smaranam Padasevanam Marchanam Vandanam Dasyam Sakyam Atmaivedanam Idipumsar Pita Vishnu Bhaktischenna Valakshana Kriyeta Bhagavatyadha Tanmanye Dhita Muttamam Prahlad Maharaj said, Hearing and chanting about the transcendental holy name, form, qualities, paraphernalia and pastimes of Lord Vishnu, remembering them, serving the lotus feet of the Lord, offering the Lord respectful worship with 16 types of paraphernalia, offering prayers to the Lord, becoming his servant and considering the Lord one's best friend and surrendering everything unto him. In other words, serving him with the body, mind and words. These nine processes are accepted as pure devotional service. One who has dedicated his life to the service of Krishna through these nine methods should be understood to be the most learned person for he has acquired complete knowledge. Now, in the purport there, the following, I mean, there he's mentioned, we will go to the purport. You see? By adopting only one of these nine principles, the following renowned devotees of the Lord were able to achieve the highest perfection. Now, this is also a verse, but we will read the purport here and go to the verse. 1. By hearing of the Lord Maharaj Parishit, the hero of Srimad Bhagavatam attained the desired result. So, Shravanam, Kirtanam, Vishnu. So, each of these, Shravanam, who has become perfect in his spiritual life by only Shravanam, Parishit Maharaj. Um, just by glorifying the Lord, by Kirtanam, Shubhadeva Goswami, the speaker of Srimad Bhagavatam, attained his perfection. So, Kirtanam means not only Kirtan as in singing only, but also speaking about the Lord is also Kirtan. Writing about the Lord is Kirtan. Prabhupada said, my, my purports are my devotional ecstasies. That is also Kirtan. This is recorded Kirtan, Prabhupada said. So, this is Kirtan. To glorify the Lord is Kirtan. Three, by praying to the Lord. Sorry. Where is... Uh, Okay, here it is, uh, the order is changed. Three, by, by praying to the Lord, um, Shravanam, Kirtanam, Vishnu, Smaranam, uh, Vandanam, Vandanam. So, Akrura attained the desired result. By remembering the Lord, Smaranam, Prahlad Maharaj attained the desired result. By worshipping the Lord, Prithu Maharaj attained perfection. Prithu, Poojane, by offering Archana. Um, then, by serving the lotus feet of the Lord, Padasevanam, the goddess of fortune, Lakshmi, attained perfection. By rendering personal service to the Lord, Hanuman attained the desired result. This is Dasyam. Then Sakyam, through his friendship with the Lord, Arjuna attained the desired result, through friendship. And by surrendering everything, what is that? Atmanivedanam, complete self-surrender. 
by surrendering everything he had to the Lord, Maharaj Bali attained the desired result. So, this is actually a verse from the Bhaktira Samrita Sindhu that is quoted in Chaitanya Charitamrita Madhya Lila, chapter 22, verse 136. Shri Vishnu Bhavad Kirtane Smarane Tadangri Bhajane Lakshmi Pujane Akrurastva Bhivandane Kapipatir Dasyetha Sakhyarjuna Sarvasvatmani Vedane Balirabhut Krishnaptire Shampara So this is the actual verse. Madhalila chapter 22 text 136. So we have already read the translation there. It actually is from the Padyavali, 53rd verse of Padyavali. Padyavali has um, 392 verses. Actually Padyavali is a book by Rupa Goswami but it was a collection of verses from different different devotees. You know, it's not all by Rupa Goswami. He collected from various devotees and he compiled it. He made a compendium of verses and that is the Padyavali. So, this is found in the Padyavali, 53rd verse and also repeated in the Bhaktara Samrata Sindhu. Going back, actually the explanation of this mantra and of practically all the mantras of Vedic hymns is summarized in the Vedanta Sutra and properly explained in Srimad Bhagavatam. Srimad Bhagavatam is the mature fruit of Vedic tree of wisdom. Um, Vedic tree. The Vedas, if, it, if they are a tree, then the Bhagavatam is the ripened fruit. Galitam phalam. Nigama kalpataror galitam phalam. That is also a shloka. 1.1.3, Srimad Bhagavatam. Nigama kalpataror galitam phalam. Sukhamukadam ritadrava samyutam. So, that is <coughs> the mature fruit of the Vedic tree of, of wisdom. In Srimad Bhagavatam, this particular mantra is explained in, in the questions and answers between Maharaj Parishit and Shukadeva Goswami at the very beginning of their meeting. Hearing and chanting of the signs of God is the basic principle of devotional life. Got that? Hearing and chanting of the signs of God is the basic principle of devotional life. Even if we do other things, other forms of worship, these two must be there. They must be accompanied by hearing and chanting. The complete Bhagavatam was heard by Maharaj Parishit and chanted by Shukadev Goswami. Maharaj Parishit inquired from Shukadev because Shukadev was a great spiritual master than any great yogi or transcendentalist of his time. Maharaj Parishit's main question was, what is the duty of every man specifically at the time of death? Okay. I think... Um, Where are we? Hmm? One second. No, no, not this. I think it's uh, 2.1.1, I think. Shri Shukova. So, this is Shuka. Please let me know what a man should hear, chant and remember and worship and also what he should not do. Please explain all this to me. Who spoke this? Shukha. Shukadeva Goswami is asking the question. Really? I don't know. Why is it said like that? Anyway.
I don't know, Shukadeva Goswami asked this question. Yeah, I thought it was Parishit Maharaj who asked the question and then Shukadeva Goswami starts speaking. Shrotavyadeni Rajendra. Here actually Shukadeva Goswami is speaking, right? Anyway, so the question and the answers is all, you know. I think he was referring to a conversation of, of the previous. Let's see. What was the last verse? No, there's not. Oh, this is the invocation. Okay, fine. We'll go to the... The king thus spoke and questioned by the sage, and questioned the sage using sweet language. Then the great and powerful personality, the son of Yasudev, who knew the principle of religion, began his reply. If we go... Yeah, so actually all this is, see please let me know what a man should hear and chant, remember and what he should not do, please explain all this to me. Actually this is the, you know, yat shrotavyam atho japyam yat kartavyam nirbhe prabho smartavyam bhajaniyam va bruhi yadva vipariyayam. So this was the actual one. So anyway, this was the questioning. So, particularly at the, for the person who is about to die, what is the um, what is the duty? We'll go back. Hmm. It's an interesting question because Parishit's main question was: What is the duty of every man, specifically at the time of death? Particularly about the person who is about to die. So, who is not going to die? First of all. No, no, no. I, yeah, everybody is going to die, but no, I am not going to die now, right? So, that's what we think usually. Then that's why we don't question. But, here it is said that Prabhupada said, um, because somebody, actually there is a nice conversation of Prabhupada. Uh, his disciple, one of his disciples, he came to Prabhupada and said, uh, Prabhupada, you know, they are saying that, um, Usually people say that you know spiritual life is the old is for the old people, not for the young generation, for the, not for the young people. And Prabhupada asked, who is old? Who is old? Hmm, you know, those who become old, you know, wrinkled and all. No. Prabhupada said, old means you are nearing death. Now, because we do not know when we are going to die, how how is it that you are not old? Do you know when you are going to die? Old age means that you are near to death. Now, how near, uh, how far are we from death? We don't know. Of course, everybody is going to near to death only. What if death comes tomorrow? That means today I am old man. Right? So, it is never, yes, it is for the old people. Yes. First of all, as spiritually, we are very, very old. We are eternal. You know, first. But even materially. Old means, the Prabhupada's definition, you see how nicely he said. Yes, Prabhupada said, yes, spiritual life is always for old people. But old people means what? Old age means getting near to death. And that we do not know when it comes and therefore everybody is old. <laughs> How he <laughs> trapped him with his own answer. Instead of even combating that, no, 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 we must start at young age, Kaumara, Achrit, Pragna, five years old. No. Old. Actually, that's why we say five years old. Of course, nowadays there is a fashion to say, I am, I am 70 years young. You know, they say like this. I mean, come on, your body is just going way off track. I mean, you're going to die and you're 70 years young. And what young is that? 
So they just want to say, but the soul is always young, Navayavanam, but the body is going to just die. So we can't just artificially say, I'm 70 years young and then I feel good about it and then and the next day I die. So I, <laughs> that is foolishness, right? So that's why it's a five years old, two years old. We are getting old and we don't know when, when we're going to die. So we should always think like that yeah? and be always very alert in spiritual life. So Sukadeva Goswami, Goswami answered, Tasmad Bharata Sarvatma Bhagavani Shvarohari Shrotavyakirti Tavyascha Smartavyascha Chatabhayam. Everyone who desires to be free from all anxieties, because everybody's anxiety at the time of death, right? So everyone who desires to be free from all anxieties should always hear about, glorify and remember the personality of Godhead who is the supreme director of everything, the extinguisher of all difficulties and the super soul of all living entities. 2.1.5 So-called human society is generally engaged at night in sleeping and having sex and during the daytime in earning as much money as possible or else in shopping or family maintenance. This is also a verse. 2.1.2 People have very little time of uh, very little time to talk about the personality of Godhead or to inquire about Him. They have dismissed God's existence in so many ways, primarily by declaring Him to be impersonal, that is, without sense perception. But in the Vedic literature, whether the Upanishads, Vedanta Sutra, Bhagavad Gita or Srimad Bhagavatam, it is declared that the Lord is a sentient being and is supreme over all other living entities. His glorious activities are identical with Himself. How can somebody's activities be identical with Himself? But in the Lord's case it is, they are. One should therefore indulge in hearing and speaking of, sorry, one should not, one should therefore not indulge in hearing and speaking of the rubbish activities of the worldly politicians and so-called big men in society, but but should mold his life in such a way that he can engage in, a, in godly activities without wasting a second. Sri Ishopanishad directs us toward such godly activities. Oh, what Donald Trump is doing, what, she, uh, what is that? See, what is it, China Prime Minister, what is he doing or Narendra Modi is doing what he is doing. What is the point? Even if we discuss or don't discuss, it is going to continue, right? Let us, and we in the meantime may be wasting our time. So, let us just become busy with Krishna Katha and, you know, become absorbed in Krishna Consciousness. Unless one is accustomed to devotional practice, what will he remember at the time of death? When the body is dislocated and how can he pray to the Almighty Lord to remember his sacrifices? <laughs> this is the point. Unless one is accustomed to devotional practice, what will he remember at the time of death? Uh, he will remember the, the dog on his uh, phone wallpaper or computer wallpaper. The dog that is there, that he will remember. And next life? Dog. I mean, this is not a joke. It actually happened, right? King Bharat, he saw the deer and he got attached to the deer. And the deer was in the last imprint in the mind. And then next life he became a deer. This was actually a fact, historical fact. So, this is exactly what is going to happen. So, if we are not serious about devotional service, then what we will remember at the time of death? When the body is dislocated and how can you pray to the Almighty Lord to remember his sacrifices? Because <laughs> his body is dislocated. Hmm. It's really horrible condition, no? Sacrifice means denying the interest of the senses. Sacrifice means not just a fire sacrifice. Please remember all my sacrifices, all the yajnas I did. No, not just a fire sacrifice. That is sacrifice in every second. That means sacrificing means sacrifice means denying the interests of the senses. That is the perfect definition of sacrifice. 
what are we sacrificing when we are chanting hare krishna sankirtana yagna it is called the sacrifice of chanting the holy name what are we sacrificing you may ask right the sacrifice is of speaking nonsense instead of using the word uh, using the mouth to speak nonsense that tendency of gossip sacrificing that and chanting hare krishna that simple thing will save whereas people are interested in just gossip 2.1.2 shrotavyadeni rajendra niranam santi sahasrashah apashyatam atmatattvam grahesu grahamedhinam those persons who are materially engrossed being blind to the knowledge of ultimate truth have many subject matters for hearing in human society they speak too much and they hear too much you know how much uh thing is going on how much speaking is going on in this world. in fact it is said uh, statistics youtube statistics every second or every minute 400 hours of video is being uploaded every second 400 hours of video is being uploaded onto youtube every second every sorry minute something like that just imagine how much people are talking gossip hmm. and social i mean youtube is just one facebook tiktok tiktok is worst of all tiktok is worst and then there is um, twitter and you know um, instagram and so, so many things they are just having all kinds of platforms to gossip if that can be sacrificed and if you can chant hare krishna that is sankirtan yagya that is japa yagya krishna says in the bhagavad gita yagyanam japa yagyasmi see he says of sacrifices i am the chanting of the holy names japa yeah, of sacrifice so means sacrifice i mean chanting of the holy names is the highest sacrifice although it is the simplest sacrifice you don't need ghee you don't need all the fire and all the wood and all this decorations nothing just open mouth chanting that also we cannot do um one second vyasanaabhimukhyam okay here it is mukundamala stotra shrinathanarayana vasudeva shri krishna bhakta priya chakrapane shri padmanabha chutakaita bhare shri rama padmaksha hare murare ananta vaikuntha mukunda krishna govinda damodara madhaveti vaktum samartho pinavakti kasched aho jananam vyasana abhimukhyam o shrinath narayan vasudev krishna friend of the devotees chakrapani padmanabha achyuta kaitabhari rama padmaksha hari murari ananta vaikuntha mukunda krishna govinda damodara madhava although all people can address you with all these names still they remain silent just see how eager they are for their own peril then we have shown this but it is always good to re, you know reiterate right aascharyam etadhi manushya loke 
This is again Mukundamala Sutra 38. Manusha Loke Sudham Parityajya Vishampi Banti Namani Narayana Gocharani Patanti. The greatest wonder in human society is this. People are so incorrigible that they reject the life-giving nectar of Lord Narayan's names and instead drink poison by speaking everything else. And because we are doing that, what will happen? Hmm. 47th verse of Mukundamala Sutra. Shreeman Nama Procha Narayanakhyam Kena Prapurvan Chetam Papinopi Hanahapurvam Vak Pravrittanatasmims Tena Praptam Garbhavasadi Dukham What person, even if most sinful, has ever said aloud the blessed name Narayana and failed to fulfill his desires? Now, where is that person, even though he was me most sinful, whatever he is? has ever said aloud the blessed name Narayana and failed to fulfill his desires? Ajamil, perfect example. Huh? Where? Who has failed to fulfill his desires by chanting the name Narayana? But, alas, we never used our power of speech in that way. And so, we had to suffer such miseries as living in a womb. Garbhavasadi. Garbhavasa means staying in the womb of the mother. Because we have not used our speech in why I mean in the in the in chanting Hare Krishna, therefore we had to take I mean live in the womb of the mother, and mind you history history repeats itself, and if we don't chant now that means we're going to live again in the mother's womb. What is that? Punarapi jananam, punarapi maranam, punarapi janani jathare shayanam. Ihasam sare bahudus tare kripaya pare pahi murare. Sankracharya said, Punarapi jananam, Punarapi maranam, Punarapi janani jathare shayanam. So, again birth, so birth again, death again, staying in the womb of the mother again, and in this way just continuing, continuing. This is material life. Ihasam sare bahudus tare. Kripaya pare pahimurare. So, um, this material world is very, very bahudustare, very difficult to overcome. Hmm. What is that? Daivihesha gunamai mamamaya duratyaya. Mamevaya prapadyante, maya metam tarantate. Therefore, if we take shelter of Krishna, we can cross over maya. Therefore, Adishankracharya is praying, Kripaya pare, O most merciful, pahimurare, O murari. Krishna, please save me from this cycle of birth and death. How to be saved? Sriman Nama Prochya Narayanakhyam. Then we don't have to stay in the womb of the mother again. Therefore, in the 51st verse, of the Mukundamala Stotra, we have this verse. Alamalamalameka Praninam Patakanam Nirasana Vishayaya Krishna Krishna Tivani Yadibhavati Mukunde Bhakti Rananda Sandra Karatala Kalitasa Moksha Samra Jalakshmi 
by themselves the word krishna krishna are sufficient to drive away the sins of all living beings anyone who possesses devotion for lord mukunda that is densely imbued with ecstasy holds in the palms of his hands the gifts of liberation worldly influence and wealth so the name of krishna is is uh, you know what we should chant we should not waste our time going back unless one is accustomed to practice devotional service what will remember at the time of death when the body is dislocated and how can you pray to the almighty lord to remember his sacrifices sacrifice means denying the interests of the senses one has to learn this art by employing the senses in the service of the lord during one's lifetime this is called yoga karmasu kaushalam 2.15 buddhi yukto jahati ham ubhe sukriti duskrite um what is that tasmad yoga yajjasva yoga karma sukaushalam so we have to engage in devotional service of the lord hmm. that is yoga karma sukaushalam the art of work the art of life hmm. the art of living uh, there is one society art of living but they are not on the same principle of chanting hari krishna they are not so real art is this this is art of living and when we know the art how to live then we know the art how to die then we can say om krato smarakritam you know i have done something at least you know please remember so if i don't do anything i can what is the use of the prayer so one has to learn this art by employing the senses in the service of the lord during one's lifetime one can utilize the results of such practice at the time of death see then one can utilize the results of such practice at the time of death then we can remember all right so that is the end of this today's verse any questions or comments let's see there are some questions first from bhakta virendra from india question krishna says in one verse of bhagavad gita that i take care of my devotees at the time of death and accepts them in my spiritual abode even if the devotee can't remember me at the time of death due to being afflicted with disease or dies unconsciously well it's it's not bhagavad gita it's uh, varaha puran next question um bhakta virendra materialists think that they are the doer of their own work however such work is actually performed by the interaction of the three modes of material nature is it because of this a materialist is bound by his work in material world due to his lording himself over material nature does laws of karma act upon more upon karmi than a devotee since devotees surrenders surrender fruits of their action to the supreme lord so actually the karmis they go through the reactions of their sins i mean their activities it is not more or less it is yeah as one is in, improving in his devotional life the if the results of the fruit of the work is offered to krishna then there is no reaction at all there is no reaction uh, but if there is the fruit is not offered to krishna then there is reaction 
So a devotee and a karmi, how is he defined? How is a person defined as a devotee? How much he devotes? Whether his time, whether his money, whether his, you know, a bodily engagement, mind, body, words, everything that he has, how much he is devoting, that much he is a devotee. If we are not devoting much of our time to Krishna, then we are, you know, if we are devoting 2% of our time to Krishna, then we are 2% devoting. So that much and the 98% is, you know, we are, you know, doing karmic activity. So then that will be, have to be, you know, uh, taken up, that, that karma we have to face. So we have to take shelter of Krishna. Surrender means complete surrender. But of course, Krishna helps. If we are sincerely trying, if we are not sincerely trying, then, then who can help? So Krishna will say, ye yatha maam prapadyante tam sathaiva bhajamyaham. As much as we surrender, and surrender means is based on sincerity. Surrender is not based on, if, if we are insincere, we cannot surrender. So surrender means, even if I am 2% into the process, but if I am sincerely coming, everybody starts at zero, right? So we are starting 1%, 2%, but we have to be sincere in advancing. That should be there. Uh, so then we will be saved by Krishna. So Krishna protects us. But if we think we are a devotee because just we are chanting one round, two round, something we are chanting here and there and not about serious about initiation and not, not serious about, you know, working under the guidance of devotees and being trained up, then um, how, how much we will be, you know, really helped? Hmm? Then are we even a devotee? Do we even qualify for that mercy of the Lord? So that we have to see. Not that, ah, Krishna is very merciful, very good. I will do whatever I want. Krishna will save me. That kind of attitude will not help. Ah. Next question by Bhakta Virendra. It is a fact that one devotee experienced OBE, out of body experience, in which he saw light and higher beings approaching to take her soul with them. But when she regained consciousness, she recounted her ordeal. So do Vishnudutas come to take devotee to the spiritual world? Yes, they do. If one is devotee enough. <clears throat> if one is devotee enough, then yes, Vishnu Tutas will come. See, we are not admitted into the spiritual world unless we are sent percent free from any trace of material desires also. Then only we will be admitted into the spiritual world. So, if one comes to that platform, yes. Then next question by Vishnu Teja. Prabhu, so do the yogis that travel to other planets can't travel with their gross bodies? Well, um, this gross body will not go. But they have bodies. They actually, there are yogis who can do many wonderful things. You know, like Durvasamani. He came here and he goes everywhere. He can go even into Vaikuntha planet with his body, you know, earthly body. So, they can do many wonderful things actually. Very accomplished yogis, as much as they get accomplished, they can do many wonderful things, in fact. Mm. Even, I mean, they can change their form, you know. They can do many things. They can travel from place to place. Like Narad Muni, he is travelling everywhere. You know. So, like that, uh, yogis can travel. In fact, Prabhupada said that there are still yogis in Himalayas who, who can, you know, who... Within one hour, they go to all the Chardham, Badrinath, Jagannathpuri, Rameshwaram and 
Dwarka and then they go back and they take bath in all these places and go back to their Himalayan mountain cave to meditate. So likewise, likewise there are also people who can travel to other planets like Siddhaloka, they travel to other planets. But usually, usually the yogis, they are like Durvasamuni is what category, you know, very exalted. But usually yogis, they cannot go to, the, they will give up the body here and then they go and take another body there and live in that planet. They don't travel with gross body, yeah. They go with the subtle body. And then next question by Bhakta Virendra. How can a devotee who is situated in the mode of goodness and performing bhakti can be affected by the modes of passion and ignorance? If affected, can he be saved from those lower modes? Okay. In the beginning, our 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 devotional service is not in the mode of goodness, you know. Although devotional service is above the modes, right? But you see this. 3.29.8 of Bhagavatam Abhisandhaya yohim sam dambham matsar yamevava samrambhi bhinna drigbhavam maya kuriyat satamasaha Devotional service executed by a person who is envious, proud, violent and angry and who is a separatist is considered to be in the mode of darkness. So there is devotional service also in the three modes. This is especially true of, of a third class devotee. So he goes through, that's why it's called Prakrita Bhakta. Because he still has the um, the influence of the modes of material nature. He is just trying to get out of it. But, you know, we see devotees, you know, um, from all kinds of characters, right? We, we see devotees from all kinds of characters. Some are, you know, they are like this, you know, envious, proud, violent and angry. So... And separatist. Separatist means he has a different interest than the spiritual master. He has something else. Instead of he wants to get fame or he wants to get, you know, he has something, you know, he wants to get revenge on some devotee, this kind of things. He is not into, you know, actually becoming a proper devotee. So, separatist mentality. So, then this is devotional service in the mode of ignorance. Now, next, 3.29.9. So, this is devotional service in the mode of passion. The worship of deities in the temple by a separatist with a motive for material enjoyment, fame and opulence is devotion in the mode of passion. See, he wants some fame and opulence. He wants to be known as a great devotee. You know, <clears throat> giving himself some titles, Acharya Pad, this Pad, that Pad, or saying some founder, you know, all this. There is some motive of importance, Labha, Puja, Pratishtha, these are all weeds. Hmm. Instead of watering the seed, he is watering the weeds. So then it becomes devotional service in the mode of passion. Then there is devotional service in the mode of goodness, which is also not perfect yet, but better than others. Karma nirhara muddishya paras menva tadarpanam yajed yashtavya mitiva prithagbhava sasatvikaha satvikaha. So prithagbhava, again this is also separatist. When a devotee worships the Supreme Personality of Godhead and offers the results of his activities in order to free himself from the inabilities of fruitive activities, his devotion is in the mode of goodness. That means he does devotional service so that he can become free from the fruitive activities. He wants to become free from that. Is that the motive for devotional service? No. That is a byproduct of pure devotional service. 
one should not do devotional service in order to get free from sinful reaction no what should why should one do devotional service then this now is pure devotional service madguna shruti matrena mai sarva guhashaye manogatira vichinna yatha gangam bhasom budhau lakshanam bhakti yogasya nirgunasya hudahritam ahaituki avyavahita ya bhakti purushottame the manifestation of unadulterated devotional service why prabhupada always called this unalloyed devotional service unadulterated devotional service what does that mean without any tinge of goodness passion or ignorance even goodness that means just to become free from sinful reactions that is goodness but it's not enough anukulyena krishnanu shilanam bhakti ruttama mode of goodness means you know to be truthful to be you know non violent that was what arjuna was doing he wanted to be non violent yudhishthir maharaj he wanted to be truthful when krishna asked him to lie but bhakti is even higher than those goodness principles it is higher anukulena krishnanu silanam what is anyavilashita shunyam gyana karmaadi anavrutam anukulena krishnanu whatever krishna wants we have to do we have to just become a yes man for krishna that's it that is pure devotional service and such a person he will take he will do anything for krishna uh, provided it provided it is from krishna uh, not that we can manufacture our own ways of doing anything and everything no the manifestation of unadulterated devotional service is exhibited when one's mind is at once attracted to hearing the transcendental name and qualities of the supreme personality of godhead who is residing in everyone's heart this is the first first symptom that he is he, one's mind is at once attracted to hearing the transcendental name and qualities <clears throat> just as the water of the ganges flowed naturally down towards the ocean such devotional ecstasy uninterrupted by any material condition flows towards the towards the supreme lord this is pure devotional service and such a devotion such a devotee his his attitude is next next verse salokya sarshti samipya sarupyaikatvam apyuta ீமானம் <coughs> you know attacked by modes of passion and ignorance if one that is called prakrita bhakta third class devotee yes next question by krishna smaranam prabhu from usa can one be confident that he will remember the lord at the time of death <laughs> pure devotee can say you know he is always remembering the lord but we can only pray that we can remember the lord that pure devotee can say and we can pray that's it <laughs> so that's what our prayer should be so that's why even um, kulashekhar alwar he is saying that how can i remember the lord at the time of death actually how can we promise can we can we even promise that you know tomorrow i am going to chant properly my rounds even that we can't promise properly and we are pro- <laughs> we are talking about thinking of the lord at the time of death so we can we just have to pray the moment we are confident that means we are definitely confidently you can say that he is going to fail 
A pure devotee, yes, that is a different. That is a confidence not in himself. He is confident in the Lord. Actually, somebody asked the other day to ask me this question. What is the difference between pride and confidence? What is the difference between pride and confidence? Pride means to have faith in one's own strength. And confidence means to have faith in Krishna's strength. So, by Krishna's strength, yes, I will remember. Just like once there was a beautiful um, incident where Srila Prabhupada um, was saying to his devotees um, <clears throat> that, I don't know how the conversation actually came to that point, but then Prabhupada said, I will never fall down. Prabhupada said, the devotees, Jai Prabhupada, you know, Jai, everybody was like that. So, <laughs> then after the you know conversation was finished, he went into the room, there was Krishna picture there, then he was praying, you know, please save me. So, the devotee asked, Prabhupada, why you are praying? What happened? Did we do any mistake? No, no. I said, I will never fall down. So, I am praying to Krishna. Please don't let me fall down. This is why I don't fall down. <laughs> I am always praying to Krishna that I don't fall down. That's why I don't fall down. So, the confidence is on Krishna. I mean, the faith is in Krishna. And because Krishna is powerful, therefore one is confident. Just like a small child. A small child is very confident. You know, that his strong father will protect him. You know, he, he will sometimes tease some stronger person. You know, he will tease him. Then if he, if the person is, you know, trying to attack him, he will run run back to his father. You know, because father, you know, he will complain to the father, so he is beating me. You know, then the father will, oh, what are you doing? Finish. So, he is relying on the strength of the father. So, similarly, a devotee, he relies on the strength of Krishna. Whereas a yogi or this jnani, they are trying to, you know, on their own strength, they are trying to do this. This is complete pride. They are on the platform of pride. That's why Vimukta Maninas. Vindaksha Vimukta Maninas. They are thinking they are liberated. That is pride. See, pride means when you inflate your ego more than what you are. Right? That is pride. Even if we, if, even if we have something, say, a power, like Arjuna, he could fight. Oh, greatest warrior of this time. But then later on when Krishna left, he couldn't even fight some coward men. With his own, same Gandiva bow, same arrows, but he couldn't fight even coward men. What happened? He fought with Bhishma, Karna and all these people. See? So, the, it, a devotee always knows that Paurusham Nirishu. Okay, let's take out that verse. What is that? 7.8 Paurusham Nirishu. Bhagavad Gita 7.8 So, you see, I am the ability in man. That is called Paurusham Narasho. I am the ability in man. And I'm, in another verse also it is there. I am the strength of the strong. So, when a person sees something, somebody as very great, the devotee, he sees that he is great because he is favoured by the Lord in that way. You see that? Not that, oh, he is something great. No, he is favoured by the Lord in that way. But these, these impersonalists, they don't have the conception of God. So, they want to do by their own strength. And how strong they are compared to Maya. They are so infinitesimal. Maya is so powerful. I mean, so Vishwamitra Muni, he fell down. Big, you know, tapasya, tapasya, so many thousands of years. And then one woman came and fell down. That is own strength. Haridas Thakur, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Maya herself came. He was not disturbed. He made her a devotee. And that is the difference. So, that is confidence. 
No, if one is not, generally we should not do that. If a woman comes in the dead of night, one should immediately go away from the place because one should not be alone like that. But Haridas Thakur, he was there. He did not walk away. He, he asked her to sit down. Yes, yes, let's let's enjoy life, but let me first finish my chanting. <laughs> so, he was confident. He was not proud. He was confident that the holy name will deliver her. So, the confidence, that is confidence. To have faith in Krishna's ability and pride means to have faith in our own ability. Our own ability will fail us. The moment pride is there, pride goes before pride goes before fall. <coughs> Bhakta Virendra, next question. The impersonalist Shankara followers say that the personal form of God appeared from his impersonal form and therefore the Supreme Lord is Nirakar and Nirgun which is exactly opposite of personal God consciousness of Vaishnavas. Why both of them have opposite consciousness of uh, supreme God. So that is the illusion that created, that was created by Shankaracharya to bring out the exact opposite. Viparyayam vipari, is a nice verse. So, see, they think that when the supreme, that power, that that Brahman, when he has to come into this material world, he has to take on a form. Because he has to accept material form, material qualities, you know, like that. Otherwise, in his original, uh, in his original state, it is impersonal. That's what they think. But this is the most foolish conclusion. I mean, but that is why it is a, it is a most dangerous philosophy. It is completely opposite. Atheism. So here, Lord Shiva himself is explaining in the Padma Puran. Maya vadam asachastram prachannam baudhamuchyate mayai vakalpitam devi kalau brahmanam rupinam brahmanaschaparam rupam nirgunam vakshate maya sarvasvam jagatopyasya mohanartham kalau yuge vedante tu mahashastre maya vadam avaidikam mayai vakshate devi jagatam nashakaranat the Mayavad philosophy Lord Shiva informed his wife Parvati is impious as a chastra. It is covered by it is covered Buddhism. My dear Parvati in Kaliuga, assume, I assume the form of a Brahmana and teach this imagined Mayavad philosophy. In order to cheat the atheists, I describe the supreme personality of Godhead to be without form and without qualities. Similarly, in explaining Vedanta, I describe the same Mayavad philosophy in order to mislead the entire population toward atheism by denying the personal form of the Lord. Huh? What is that exactly? The Vedante to Mahashastre Mayavadam Avaidikam against Vedas. Mayaiva Vakshite Vakshate Devi Jagatam Nashakaranath for the destruction of the world. I, I preach that philosophy. In the Shiva Puran, the Supreme Personality of Godhead told Lord Shiva Dvaparado Yuge Bhutva Kalaya Manushadishu Swagamaihikalpitaistvamcha Janan Mad Vimukhan Kuru. In Kali Yuga, mislead the people in general by propounding imaginary meanings of, for the Vedas to bewilder them. Madhvimukhan Guru. You turn them away from me. Lord Narayana is telling this to Lord Shiva. You may ask why he is doing like that. He has his plans, you know. Hmm. Then you see, 
is confirmed in the Padma Puran where Lord Shiva tells Parvati, Shrunu Devi Pravakshyami Tamasani Yathakramam Yesham Shravanamatrena Patityam Gyaninam Api Apartham Shrutivakyanam Darshayal Loka Garhitam Karmasvaru Patyajyatvam Atracha Pratipadyate Sarva Karma Paribhramshan Naishkarmyam Tatrachochyate Paratma Jeeva Yor Aikyam Paratva Jeeva Yor Aikyam Mayatra Pratipadyate My dear wife, hear my explanations of how I have spread ignorance through Mayavad philosophy. Simply by hearing it, even an advanced scholar will fall down. Not just fool, I am not... I, my philosophy is so bewildering, you know, he's Lord Shiva, you know, he's not an ordinary person. He's saying not only the fool, the, you know, the imp- unintelligent people will be fooled. No, 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 no. My philosophy, even the most intelligent people will be, will fall down. That kind of philosophy I'm going to propound in the Kali Yuga. In this philosophy, which is certainly very inauspicious for people in general, I have misrepresented the real meaning of the Vedas and recommended that one give up all activities in order to achieve freedom from karma. In this Mayavad philosophy, I have described the Jivatma and Paramatma to be one and the same. Therefore, we should never hear from the uh, Mayavadis. You know, some you know, we should not even try to understand what is their viewpoint by reading their scriptures. No, 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 no. We cannot do that. You know, maybe there is something there that I can learn more than what I can learn from the Vaishnava Acharya. Even that, even that thought will make us fall down. Even that thought. So we can't even think of that. Because the Vaishnava Acharya will explain the Mayavad philosophy. But he will protect us by explaining the real thing. But if we keep on reading the Mayavad philosophy, even an advanced scholar will fall down. Lord Shiva says, I will I have explained with logic and reasoning in such a way that it appeals to the intelligent person. So we cannot play with this. This is not a plaything, Mayavad philosophy. It's very dangerous. That's why, Hoy Sarvanash. Mayavad's Bhashya Sunil, Hoy Sarvanash. All our devotional advancement will be finished if we hear them. We should stay far, far away from, if we at all are interested in our spiritual life. If we think that we want to become a great scholar by reading this and that, this and that, this and that, go ahead. Then, the Krishna, Krishna's mercy will not come. That much is guaranteed. Next question. So, if, to answer that question, why there is opposite? Because Lord Shiva, my dear, Lord Shiva, Vaishnavanam Yathashambhu, Narayana asked his devotee, Shiva, to misrepresent the Vedas and he did the best job in misrepresenting the Vedas. Devotees, you know, they, are, they execute the order perfectly. Nobody can go against it. That's why it's so, so bewildering. So, next question by Bhaktivedendra. Before one's death, a devotee should execute nine forms of bhakti beginning with chanting and hearing is the only way to attain eternal life in Golokdham. Bhakti is the essence of human life to free oneself from repeated birth and death. Yes. Next question. Bhakta Vijay Sharma Prabhu. Um, if a devotee is trying to be humble all his life, would it not be difficult for him to try to remind the Lord of all that he has done for the Lord? Again, if a devotee is trying to be humble all his life, would it not be difficult for him to try to remind the Lord of all that he has done for the Lord? <clears throat> That's a good question. So, um, 
it is not exactly that he is proud of his devotional service that he has done throughout his life but it's a petition to the lord that please save me there is a similar verse in the mukundamala stotra what is that mm This is 49th verse. Tattvam prasida bhagavan kuru mayyanathe Vishnu kripam paramakarunikah khalutvam Samsara sagara nimagna mananta dinam Uddhartumar hasihare purushottamosi O Supreme Lord, O Vishnu, you are the most compassionate. Now, so now please show me your favor and bestow your mercy upon this helpless soul. O unlimited Lord, Kindly uplift this wretch who is drowning in the ocean of material existence. Oh Lord Hari, you are the supreme personality of Godhead. And here, um, yeah, there's another verse, you know. So he is actually petitioning the Lord to lift him up. Please remember and please don't forget me. Just like, you know, uh, even Alvar, oh, who is that? One of the twelve Alvars. And even our Narutam Das Thakur also said the same thing that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Nityananda Prabhu, you have come to save the fallen souls. Therefore, my claim is first because I am the most fallen soul. Therefore, please save me first. So, what is that? That is not a pride there. That is a humility actually. Please, I have, I have not done much. But please remember whatever I have done. In that mood. Not that Krishna... Remember, you know, I did that, you know, I did this, I did this, remember, huh? okay? Remember, uh, not like that. <laughs> then Krishna, you, you get lost, you know, you, you better take another birth. So, just like that Pandit and that uh, Suchi and Muchi, you know, that Pandit and the Brahman and the Cobbler. The Brahman said, I am going back to Godhead, you know. Narad Muni came and said, uh, you, can you find out from me when, when I am going back? You know, because uh, you are going to Narayan, right? Oh, you find out from me. I know, just this one life, after this life I am going, just, just double confirmation. That kind of attitude, that's why Prabhu, I mean, uh, Narayana said to Narada, tell this Brahmana that he, is, he has another 100 lives. <laughs> so, when Narada Muni came down and said, uh, you know, I went, I went and met uh, Narayana, he said, you have 100 more lives. And actually, before he even said that, Brahmana already said, oh, you have come back? So fast you have come back? Are? You really went to Vaikuntha? Okay. When, when will I go back? Tell me. This life, right? No, Narada said, no, another hundred lives. Huh? Hundred lives? That means you did not go to Vaikunda. Thank you. Hmm? Thank you. Okay, you t- uh, then he said, then he was, Narada was just smiling. Okay, you went to Vaikunta. Fine. What was the Lord doing there? No, he was, uh, you know, he was, uh, he was um, putting an elephant through the eye, the hole of the needle. Huh? Uh, see, see, you have never gone. What is this illogical thing you are saying? You know, how to put an elephant through the eye of the needle? What are you saying? I mean, come on. I mean, okay, okay, enough, enough. I don't need your opinion. I know I am going back already. That is a proud person. Whereas that cobbler, he was very humble. You know, uh, he, you know, he also asked the same question. Please ask the Lord when I can go back to him. Then when the Lord, when the Narayana said, he found out from Narayana and came back and said, Lord Narayana said, you know, you are sitting under this banyan tree, and as many leaves are there on this tree, that many lives you have. Immediately the cobbler started dancing. Are? 
I thought there is, the Lord will never take me, but the Lord is taking me. After these many lives, the Lord is taking me. He has agreed to take me. Aha, this is the greatest celebration. How great my Lord is. He has agreed to save even this wretched soul. Then he was dancing and dancing. He was so much in ecstasy. And then um, then he said, what, my, what was my Lord doing? I want to know what, what Leela he was doing. Because you, are always, you always can see his Leela. What, what Leela was he doing? Then he said, he was putting an elephant through the eye of a needle. <gasps> Aha, you see, the, only the Lord can do these things. You see, even in the, this banyan tree that is there, it came from a small seed. So, if he can put such a big banyan tree through a small seed, why can't he put... And that seed, and each banyan tree has millions of seeds, and then from that um, seed, there is again potency for millions of banyan trees. How much he is putting through one seed? He can put that much through a small seed. How, why can't he put an elephant through an eye of a needle? The Lord can do anything. Aha, what a wonderful pastime. And he was dancing and dancing, and all the leaves of the tree fell, and only one leaf was remaining this life he was going back so that is how um, the the you know the humility so narutam das thakur he said my claim is first because i am the most fallen soul so he, he did not say my claim is first because eh, i am better than anybody so i am the biggest devotee say whatever i have done how many songs i wrote what you all did you know i i have to first stand in the queue <laughs> so this is coming from that place so he it is that i have not done anything for you my lord but Whatever I have done, please remember that and save me. Kindly, please save me. That's a very humble prayer, actually. It's not a, it's not coming from a place of pride. Next question. Somagiri Prabhu, I think I was inattentive, but who speaking in this shlokas? I mean, it looks like there's somebody say to the Lord. Um, which shloka? This Ishopanishad shloka? It is a devotee's prayer, but which other shloka are you talking about? I do not know. Can you clarify that? So that I can answer it again. Okay, next question. Where is it mentioned that devotees have to take birth in other material planets where Krishna is having his pastimes before they may be transferred to the spiritual world? So Prabhupada said this, but where? Is it anywhere in the scriptures? Uh, yeah, actually. It is in the Laghu Bhagavata Amrita, if I am not wrong. Laghu Bhagavata Amrita or Brihad Bhagavata Amrita. It is stated there. That... One goes to the, I think it's Lagu Bhagavata Amrita, if I'm not wrong. And there it is said that a person will go to the planet, into the universe where Krishna is, you know, having his pastimes and in the material world, and then he will go back to the spiritual world. Lagu Bhagavata Amrita. I think that Gopa, that boy, you know, was, I think about that story. Okay, next, um, Mataji's question. Prabhuji, if sadhus or yogis can't leave their prana through Brahmarandra before the cremation, they try to open by breaking the coconut on their head. Will that also lead to liberation? They try to open by breaking the coconut on their head. Really? No, 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 no. That's not how they will get liberation, my dear. This is horrible, you know. Do you know what that is? Breaking the coconut on the head is something like this. <laughs> I never heard of this. This is hilarious. <laughs> because it is not opening the Brahmarandra, put a coconut in. <laughs> Either the coconut will break or the skull will break. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> so, this is 17, chapter 5th and 6th verse of Bhagavad Gita. Ashastra vihitam ghoram tapyante ye tapojana 
dambhahankara samyuktah I just can't, you know, forget that scene, I mean, get that scene out of my head, getting some coconut broken on the head. Dambha hankara samyuktah kama ragabalan mitah karshayantah sharirastham bhutagrama machetasah mamchaivantah sharirastham tanvidhyasuranishchayan Those who undergo severe austerities and penances not recommended in the scriptures, performing them out of pride and egoism, who are impelled by lust and attachment, who are foolish and who torture the material elements of the body, as well as the super soul dwelling within are to be known as demons. <laughs> if they break like that, then maybe they'll become a coconut tree next level, but not... <laughs> How can they, how can they achieve by breaking a coconut on their head? Come on. This is the most hilarious question. I mean, nothing against you, but I mean, I did not know that people will do this kind of things. <laughs> you know, it's like what, you know? This, this, this reminds me of a pastime of Prabhupada. I mean, I, you know, see the breaking the Brahmarandra is, you know, forcing the life air out and then going to the respective planet wherever he wants to. But the breaking of the head is not the real deal, you know. The main thing is we must become so advanced that the soul has to be controlled and you know, through the life air is, you know, the pranavayu is, you know, pushed to that. So one become one should become expert in controlling the air, not to break the head. You know, it's like this. You know, Prabhupada said, a yogi is a person who passes stool once. In one lecture he was telling this, that a yogi is a person who will stool who pass stool once in a day. And then the bhogi, the one who, you know, yogi means one who is a, you know, a restrained person who eats less. So, <clears throat> he passes stool once a day. And then the bhogi is a person who passes stool twice a day. And the rogi, uh, that means a diseased person, he passes stool three times or more in a day. So, after hearing that lecture, this devotee, he wanted to be a yogi. So, he could not control. He wanted to go to the toilet. He wanted to pass through. But he controlled because he wanted to be a yogi. Because, you know, he did not want to go a second time or, you know, third time. So, he, he was controlling, controlling. It has become very difficult for him. You know? <laughs> so, <laughs> then uh, Prabhupada came to know, what are you doing? No, uh, you know, he, you know, I just wanted to be a yogi. You said yogi. Then you laughed. That means that you have to eat less. Not that even if you are getting, you know, the force of, you know, going to the toilet, call of nature and then still you are tightly sitting down and not going there. And that is not a yogi at all. That is not the meaning when I said, you know, passing stool once, twice, thrice. It is. It means that you have to eat less so that you don't pass stool. Uh, yogi means one who controls his senses. Bhogi means one who enjoys his senses. Rogi means one who is diseased. Yogi, bhogi, rogi. So, the symptom of a yogi is that he passes through once a day or, you know, and then the symptom of a bhogi is that it is because the cause is not that. The cause is because he eats less. But he is trying to control the symptom but not trying to control the cause of it. Similarly, this yogi who wants to, who has to break from the Brahmarandra and go to the other planet, the cause is to control the air so that he can go like that. He is con- trying to control the symptom without controlling the cause. He is breaking the head with the coconut. Where do you go there like that? <laughs> you understand the point? <laughs> so, 
if you if we, if we don't want a particular result don't suppress the result try to control the cause of that result which causes it uh, <laughs> that is the proper way uh, i mean just like if there is a, a perfect another good example if there is a fever the body temperature rises now because it is becoming hot oh make it cool make it cool put ice put ice is that the is that the uh, medicine no one has to take a tablet because some virus is doing some rounds there in our body and because of that we have a um, fever so that virus has to be um, gotten out or virus or bacteria or whatever it is so that has to be the cause has to be addressed now superficially doesn't look logical are his body is hot why is he giving some some white thing inside the mouth he has to put the ice it looks the most logical thing to do right but no the cause is somewhere in deep inside so you have to address that root of that issue that is where it has to be solved not you know because there is some heat you know, suppress the heat or because the head is not breaking brahmarandra break coconut there uh, why coconut put sledge hammer no why <laughs> or some drilling machine you know put some hole there uh, why not right <laughs> can't do like that hmm <clears throat> so a next question by ayappa Hare Krishna Prabhu, does living in the home of the karmis hampers my spiritual life? So, if I can live separately from them and practice Krishna consciousness seriously, can we get freed from Kanishta Adhikari platform? And any chances are there to improve? You just wait. Yeah? Wait. Wait patiently. When the time comes, you can go and stay with the devotees. When time comes. Now, you are you know, not yet major. Wait. Now, it is just waiting only. And associate with devotees online. And, you know, and it is not that you stay with the devotees immediately you will become uttamadhikari no <coughs> still will be kanishta only i am still kanishta only i am very slow so of course you may be much faster but i am dead slow like a snail is faster than me you know <coughs> next question by vanajakshi mataji at the time of death if one fails to remember krishna because jara vyadhi and all but if family members of or, or vaishnavas witnessing recite geeta or naam sankirtan can that also help the devotee to attain the spiritual world may not be able to take his holy name but while listening to his holy name can he leave the material body yes that's why you know parishad maharaj himself said that right where is that um 1519 is that let's see this is a wild guess now 11915 is that no it can't be 11915 let's see oh yeah 11915 i got, i just got lucky there <coughs> so o brahmanas you know what is saying sukadev goswami uh, parishit maharaj तमोपयातम तमोपयातम प्रतियंतु विप्रा गंगा च देवी धृतचित्तमीशे द्विजोपसृष्ट कुहको वा दशत्वलम गायत विष्णुगाथा ओ ब्राह्मणस जस्ट एक्सेप्ट मी एज अ कंप्लीटली सरेंडर्ड सोल एंड लेट मदर गैंजस्ट द रिप्रेजेंटेटिव ऑफ द लॉर्ड ऑल्सो एक्सेप्ट मी इन दैट वे फॉर आई हैव ऑलरेडी टेकन शेल्टर for i have already taken the lotus feet of the lord into my heart let the snake bird or whatever magical thing the brahmana created bite me at once i only desire that you all continue singing the deeds of lord vishnu 
and make me remember. So that is a, that is very helpful. So if you can hear, if the relatives, you know, whoever is there, if you, if they can chant holy name of Krishna, yes, it will definitely help. Because the last sense that will go, leave is hearing. Even if a person is in coma, he can still hear. So chanting is very effective. And putting some charanamrita in the lips. So these are all very essential. Then next question by Vanajakshamadaji. Prabhuja, what our Shastras say on once the soul departs from the body, within how many hours should the body be given Ahuti to Agni? Uh, I don't know the exact number all these things. But it is within one day, right? It is within something like that. I don't know all these exact details of the Ahuti. <clears throat> I haven't thought much about the funeral yet. Maybe I have to think more about it, right? So, the question is about the Ishopanishad, Somagiri Prabhu. Yeah, so this is a prayer by a devotee, but not exactly a name of any devotee, but it's generally a devotee's prayer. Hmm. It's like that, that is the shloka. So, um, I also want to thank, I actually want to thank Oh, Krishna Smaranam Prabhu also is saying that he saw in a video that some people from India was breaking the dry coconut on their heads. It was horrible. It's a bogus concocted idea even in India. There's a lot of Sri Prabhupada preaching to be done. Yeah. Actually, I did not know. So, <laughs> that's quite uh, hilarious actually. I mean, it's horrible to see that. So, this is all demoniac. So, I want to actually thank um, Somagiri Prabhu and Vanajaksha Mataji and others who are actually... <laughs> who have taken kindly, uh, who have kindly taken up the cause of <laughs> pulling up some uh, Lakshmi to get a new laptop for these live streams because it's so hopeless nowadays with all the, you know, th- this this is the laptop. You know, it has uh, it has come almost to the death. So, this laptop must start praying today's sloka. Vayur anilam amritam athedam bhasmantam shariram om kratosmara kratamsmara kratosmara kratamsmara So, this laptop has to chant this now. So, he already has Jagannath on it. So, it's soon going to go to the the crematorium maybe, I don't know. So, (laughs) so I am very thankful that um, uh, Somagiri Prabhu has taken the initiative of uh, trying to ask the devotees around. So, if you can do that, that will be a great help. It is just for the temple only, it's not my property and this will be used for Krishna's service and also video editing and all that. There is so much service to do actually. And that will be very, very helpful. I think he has created a, he has informed me that he has created a WhatsApp chat group. And if you are interested, in, if you can, if you want to contribute something, then you can join the chat group. If you can, if anybody can actually just post that link of the chat group, that will be helpful maybe, wherever it is. I don't see it. I don't know how to do that now. But if some of you, if any of you can reproduce the link here, that will be very helpful. And whatever small contribution, whatever it is, um, we will accept that. And uh, we will try to get a new, better laptop, which will last much longer. And this is going to be for at least... See, even this, this was actually not so um, powerful. It is actually not even meant for this kind of usage. And I have used this for live streams for, I think, like 3 years plus or maybe almost 4 years. Maybe 3 years plus. So, so that is... um, Actually, it's not even supposed to be used. So, if we get a better laptop, then it can actually last much longer. 
probably even 8 to 10 years that will be the best actually i wanted to stretch this to the max but you know what the experience for you all is becoming very bad so i think i will not um i will not uh, use this anymore until we get a replacement and <clears throat> until then it will be very helpful if you can whatever you can if you can help so thank you very much uh, somagiri prabhu for taking up the initiative of asking around for lakshmi and also vanajakshi mataji was taking great initiative and all the devotees who have also joined the group and whatever you have can contribute that will be a, you know extremely helpful so the link yeah the link is here posted by vanajakshi mataji i think there it goes so you can actually help with this <clears throat> and uh, yeah special thanks to what is it virendra prabhu is saying vasams jirnani yatha vihaya <laughs> laptop is vasams jirnani yatha vihaya yeah is <laughs> uh, giving up vayur anilam amritam bhasmantam shariram but, but yeah it can say om kratosmara kritam smara kratosmara kritam smara because lot of service it has done so maybe this laptop will go back to vaikuntha <laughs> all right thank you very much shri ishopanishad ki jai shri prabhu pad ki jai oh ajamil prabhu from trinidad thank you very much thank you for coming prabhu thank you all for coming krishna smaranam prabhu virendra prabhu vanajakshi mataji swati mataji from india and everybody everybody uh, somagiri prabhu thank you very much and <laughs> somagiri prabhu is saying thank you for everybody's lectures this is my only service i can do in lockdown so you know at least i'm engaged in service so i'm very glad thank you hari krishna shri prabhupad ki jai anantakoti vaishnavrind ki jai nitai gaur premanand hari hari bol hari krishna